coming up on Thunder Pop. This is the 64th episode of the Thunder Pop podcast, and I promise you this is not a random stranger guest hosting this episode. This is Stephen Presley. I'm very hoarse. I do not sound like my normal self. I've been at South by Southwest, and that leads us to what this episode is. It's our special South by Southwest episode 2018 of Thunder Pop. We'll do a little bit more South by Southwest coverage before it's all over with, but this is our first South by Southwest episode for this South by Southwest season, and that's a tongue twister, South by Bisexual Southwest <laughs> Film Festival. And joining me in the Thunderpop Dome, the one and only, yes indeed, Good night, cunts! Reed, feed the Reed Charles. Hello. And in this episode, we also have a special guest joining us, Mundane Matt from YouTube who is a uh, huge viral star on YouTube. He does a news channel. Mm-hmm. On alternative YouTube. news. Alternative news. He covers a broad range of things in alternative news. And we got some things we'd like to talk to him about that's, that has a little bit of a local flavor. He's based out of the West Coast, but he's done some coverage for some Austin-centric stuff that we have some interest in here in Austin that we'd like to talk to him about. Um, we'll get into Harry Knowles and the drama that was going on with him over at uh, Ain't It Cool News which is now mm. Ain't It uh, Suspended in Band News, mm. uh, Ain't It Sexually Harassed News. Um, anyway, we'll kick, we'll kick Harry Knows while he's down. <laughs> the, the, the fat-ass, sloppy, yeah. uh, messy uh, leprechaun since it's St. Patrick's Day week. We figure we'll, we'll do a little something with a St. Patrick's Day flavor to it. But uh, we're also going to hit – we have some other stuff we're going to hit uh, Matt, uh, mundane Matt with, if I can talk. And uh, I'll try to keep my voice through this full show. There will be no agree or disagree in this episode, only because I had I had no sleep for two days. I've had insomnia. What's going on? And man? I just could not function today. I was I was just barely barely awake, like a zombie. It's like Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead here in my house. So I I just have not you know got my shit together and got. Agree or disagree together, but I think we'll do a thoughts and advice at the close of the show. So we'll have that. We'll also have feed the read, and then I'm going to talk about where I was today at South by Southwest. Oh. And I go. I'll give you a hint. It's Last Jedi involved, mm-hmm. and who I saw today, and the story that I have about the the people I saw today. The real politics. I'm going to get into some really nit gritty stuff because I was at this function and we'll talk about that you're going to expose the truth is what we're going to do just like dateline mm. after this theme song and after my voice goes away Um, give me some herbal tea so I can talk. You're talking about Dateline, like uh, Catching Predators, like that? Well, they had they used to have Catch the Predator, 
Mm-hmm. And then uh, then that guy, they got in trouble. So they stopped doing that show. I used to watch the hell out of Capture the Predator, This is though. fucking creepy shit, man. Yeah, I used to watch. Well, it was like a train wreck. I had to stop and oh, watch it. God. You know, at the time, the girl I was seeing, she was really into watching American Idol and Catch the Predator. So I ended up getting dragged into watching those two shows. But at Catch the Predator, I got kind of into it for a while. Yeah, it I, it was, it's gross. But, I, but they gross. got in trouble because the guy, they, 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 one of the guys they busted, mm-hmm. they, they went like on a... Heist, they went to chase after him, mm-hmm. and, and and then he like I think he ends up like shooting himself. Oh, case closed. Yeah, but because of the negligence, they, they, there, there was a bunch of um, um, controversy. Justice. Because, well, the show though got in trouble because of the liability of someone with a gun firing a gun in a neighborhood. Yeah, he could have shot all them. Yeah, and it was yeah. so it was a lot of issues with that, and then they mm-hmm. ended up do, taking away. But plus, the guy that did the show. I think he ended up like uh, getting some bad press because I mean not because he got caught with an underage girl. What? What? No, he didn't get caught with an underage girl. But I think he had like an affair on his oh, wife. Oh, he's doing some shady shit too. And okay. so it got bad press to say who is he to be the higher authority when he was out greater greater than thou when he was out being a hoe bag himself. You know, of course he was. It wasn't that he got caught with a thirteen year old. I mean, it was a it was a yeah. Of, that's what uh, you don't want to fucking hear. It was an of age woman. I used to do that guy. So how did he talk? Um, so, uh, what are you doing here? <laughs> uh, I'm just, uh, I just stopped to get some cookies and, and lemonade and, and no, uh, you Turn know, that girl upstairs, Turn you know, her. you know, she's, she's only 13. Um, I, uh, I, I gotta I, go. Yeah, I, I gotta go, man. I'm sorry. I gotta. They, they always take off, and then they always chase after him, and they get no, tackled, you tackled there. And see, you did watch it. You busted. Because I want Kathy's shit bags too. You want to make sure you weren't on there. <laughs> no, no, no. How dare you, sir? Well, only if they lied about I their age. I am a guard dog. Only I'm not li- a wolf. Only if they lied. Well, okay. But could you have seen a time when you were in well, your... Let's get off this shit, man. No, I don't want to talk about no, these wait, fucking wait. Could you see pedophiles. Time... No, wait. Could you see a time when you were in your prime and you're, you're, you're out on the dating scene? Mm-hmm. That you a girl could have lied about her age, and she not. No fuck no, no. I always made sure. Did you ask? You asked the right. Let me see your ID. All right, put your fingerprints here. All right. Um, go ahead and take this swab in your mouth. I'm gonna do a whole blood test. See if you have any uh, herpes. Okay. Yeah. I take take them out to yeah. Good for you. And you did their whole uh, family tree, the the yep. whole life. Uh, Make sure who the hell they were. They, they weren't inbred. And they didn't yeah. have crazy people in their in their in their. Mm-hmm. Did back checks on back checks on everybody. Yeah. So we got Matt. <laughs> we got we got uh, Matt Mon, uh, Monday Matt coming up here in a few minutes, and then we'll have a feed the read. Oh, so I'll get people set up. We got feed the read, a special oh, edition, a special some, South by Southwest edition. Of feed the tums. read. I guess I need some tums. And we're and it's it's going to be a. It's a Chewbacca, Peter Mayhew update. Oh, I feel a heartburn burning already. Yeah, And then I've got a story, because I was at South By I got, today. I got no story. And I can't wait to tell the story about where I was and, and who I saw today, who I met. That's cool. That is awesome. Yeah. And it's Star Wars involved. You may have already guessed. If you knew what, who was going to be at South By this year, you may already know. But then we'll have a thoughts and advice to close the show. And uh, we're going we're gonna to get Matt... Mundane Matt, right after this uh, break, he'll be joining us from YouTube. Check out his YouTube channel, Mundane Matt. Hi, my name's Shane Dawson. I'm a famous YouTuber with lots of fans and lots of money. And both of those things make me very happy. Honest. If you want to be a famous YouTuber like me, just follow these steps. 
Here we go. If you want to be a famous YouTube star, I've got lots of tips. If you want to be a famous YouTube star, just listen to this. Go to college for filmmaking. Take a class on creative writing. Don't forget your business master's degree. <laughs> just kidding. Cause all you need is to facetune all your selfies. Look like a cartoon. And we're back on the Thunderpop podcast for episode number 64 with Mundane Matt from his YouTube channel of the same name, correct? That is correct, sir. And thank you for joining us today in the Thunderpop Dome, sir. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Now, for those of you that may not be familiar with what you do with your YouTube channel, in a nutshell, how would you describe your concept and what you do with your, with your, over at YouTube? Uh, the best way to describe what I do is I consider myself like a social commentator. Uh, I'm like any one of the pundits you might see on on any of the news shows, but I don't have to wear pants. So I'm happy with that. Uh, while we're at it, just to plug your where people can find you that may not have found you yet, for whatever reason, where can they locate you at? Uh, YouTube.com forward slash mundane Matt. I mean, probably the easiest way is just Google it. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm yeah. like the only person who uses that name, mm-hmm. so we're fine. And how long have you been on uh, on the YouTube, sir? Um, I've been using this channel uh, for six years now. So you've been and on there a while. You're a veteran. I, yeah, I've been on for a while because uh, I, I mean, I knew about YouTube when it first launched. I was in film school, but at the time, I was all like, "I'm gonna make movies. I'm gonna be a star." <laughs> and then I'm all like, "I can just talk for a living. That's even better." And then I'm here. Hey, it's a lot easier and you don't have to deal with crazy actors. No, 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 that's entirely true. But I do have to deal with a lot of other problems. Yeah, you have some other drama. We'll we'll, we'll get into that too. There's Uh, always drama. (laughs) Do you you have more than just one channel, right? I know two or three. How many do you have? Uh, Yeah, I mean, like there's, (laughs) I have a few. Um, I also have Three Buck Theater, which is my my movie news channel um, Mm -hmm. that, uh, because I love talking movies. I've, you know, worked in the industry for a while. And uh, so I figured that'd be a fun way to just talk about what's going on and and uh, and then migrate over to that full time eventually. So you uh, in your social commentary website, there had been some controversies. You found yourself in the middle of the Gamergate controversy, like right deep in the yeah. middle of it. Now, how did you yeah. get yourself? How did you find yourself in that? It a, it's kind of a funny story. Uh, to summarize it, I got uh, I got a, I got a message on Skype from a friend of mine who's a female game developer. And she was like, hey, you should really read this blog. Like, this is going to be big. You should talk about this. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, this this one female game developer cheated on her boyfriend five times, and he is pissed. You should totally talk about this. And I'm like, I really don't see how that's relevant to anything I talk about. But yeah, sure. All right. I'll read it. And so I read through the the, the Zoe post, as what it's called. Mm-hmm. And I focused predominantly on the story in there of her uh, sleeping with a games journalist by the name of Nathan Grayson, allegedly, you know, and uh, at that point in time, he had written favorably about her game prior to their relationship. And I talked a little bit about that. And I'm like, look, I don't care who you have sex with. 
just disclose that you're bumping uglies or that you're friendly with each other, right? You know, be ethical about this. That's basically all I said. I might have used more colorful language, but that's basically it. And then two days later, my video was struck down by a DMCA um, from Zoe Quinn herself. Wow. And so, yeah, so then at the same time that happened, you had uh, R Gaming on Reddit uh, kind of talking about Zoe Quinn a little bit to the point of where Ahmad was deleting like tens of thousands of comments trying to cover it up. Like at this point, Streisand wow. Effect kicked in. So that got Total Biscuit, who's a big you know gaming YouTuber, to talk about it. And then other people got involved, other people got involved, other people got involved. And it became this really weird event that uh, ultimately became Gamergate when it was coined by Adam Baldwin of Firefly. Wow. So, yeah, like that's where the name came from was Adam Baldwin just hashtag Gamergate and that was it. There that was, was, have you ever, did you ever see the actual game that she actually uh, pushed? Because I saw yeah, someone do a review. Yeah. It's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, 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 uh, it's a choose your own adventure game about like trying not to commit suicide. Yeah, it's, it's return. You know, mm. it's just, I mean, like, I, I, I like choose your own adventure so I could, I could kind of get behind that aspect of it. Mm. But yeah, it's a poorly written game. Yeah. But what, what you have to understand is when it comes to, to uh, the indie game scene and journalists, uh, they're all part, not all, but the, in, in the context of this particular narrative, uh, these people are all part uh, of the same tribe in San Francisco. They all know each other. They all they all hang out with one another. Um, we, we found out through Gamergate that you had writers for Kotaku that were pimping video games uh, of people that not only that they were living with, but they were sleeping with. And, and like not disclosing that information. But of course, you know, we criticize that, and it's oh no, you're all a bunch of sexist people. So, so this whole, this whole group that was going to Gamergate, or that what turned into Gamergate, how, how do you know a lot of these guys that talked about it? Just the same as we know you, kind of like strangers that are in the same same yeah. genre. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it more or less what happened was is when the video when my video got got DMCA'd, all of a sudden I kind of had this huge spotlight on me, Whoa. right? And everyone's like, oh my god, Matt was DMCA'd. Like, you know, like I'm this, this person who apparently has triggered the beast, so to speak. And I'm just like, uh, yeah, sure. Okay, fine. Let's go with this. Let's see what's going on. You know? And, and I just kept making videos because I was wanting YouTube to become my career. And I found myself in this position where it's like, oh man, I can actually become this, you know, I could actually push this to get what I want, um, while still fighting for what I believe in. And so thankfully about six months later, I was able to actually go full time. Oh, so this great. this that's was great. this was bad press makes good press. Uh, well, this was yeah. I mean, this was a lot of people out there that felt like they were disenfranchised uh, from the gaming, um, the gaming media, the gaming media that's there as enthusiast enthusiast press in order to talk about games and and what's good, what's bad, what's coming. Wow. Uh, turned it into this soapbox for their own political beliefs and their own narratives. Yeah. And when 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 people were going like, yeah, but I don't want that. They're like, oh, you're just bigoted, sexist, misogynist trolls. And they're like, yeah, no, like, I'm not. And then like, no, you are. You're all white men. And then you have you have like <laughs> you have people of color and you have you have, you have women and, and LGBT people. And they're standing up going like, um, excuse me. <laughs> One moment, please. Uh, I'm over here, too. And I actually agree with these fine folk about wanting ethics and games journalism. So hashtag not your shield. And then all of a sudden you get the no, you're just trolls, too. And, and that's the whole thing is it became this huge ideological debate 
uh, that simply was about ethics and games journalism. And then it just happened to spiral and spiral and spiral. Uh, and now if you read Zoe Quinn's book, for example, uh, she basically says that Gamergate was the reason why Donald Trump was elected. Ergo, yeah, because guess, my video was kind of like the first part of that. Ergo, to her, I'm the reason Donald Trump got elected. Uh, you know, I'm a lefty who likes Bernie Sanders. My bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is this is the world they've created, and it's it's a reality that they that they live in, and they never want to get out of. And it's so freaking funny because wow, of how ridiculous it is. It so is the, ridiculous. the core of this this controversy, well, that what where this starts is is she's she's having a relationship, whether it's on the side, whether it's. You know, it's 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 on the side ass or yeah. whether it was, you know, under, yeah, it, whatever it was. It was five guys. What's that? It was five guys. She was having this relationship Jesus. with this one guy who did some coverage for a video game. She she and, and wrote it, wrote yeah. some positive reviews for her. Well, no, 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 no reviews. No one ever said review. I never said review. I was quoted as having said that in her book. That was mm. a lie. Mm. Provable, by the way. So it was just um, a story he did on it. It was, yeah, what it was is, okay, so there's, um, yeah, I'm trying to get the timeline here. So what you had is the Zoe post was written, uh, like the second week of August, 2014. Mm -hmm. And that was when Aaron Joni, her ex-boyfriend wrote this whole diatribe about how she cheated on him with five guys. And he backed it up with like Facebook chat logs, mm -hmm. right? That he, that he has gone on record to bring, you know, video proof that they're real, like log into his account, show you all the chat logs and stuff. So he, he comes out with this, this thing. And the only one in there that I cared about was was Nathan Grayson because he was a writer for uh, Kotaku or I think Rock Paper Shotgun at the time he was then working for Kotaku. And uh, earlier in April, there was what they call uh, or no, there, in March, there was an article written about uh, a game jam that kind of fell to crap like John Tron was there. Um, it was meant to be this. I, I, it was like a produced show. And there was this big kind of blow up article talking about how it fell apart with Zoe being like the heroine of the story. And it was then kind of recapped on rock, paper, shotgun by Nathan Grayson, who then gave favorable coverage of depression quest in that particular piece That's um, without disclosing the fact that he was also like a beta tester on the game or he's thanked in the end credits of the game, by the way. So, so he wrote about it. He knows her, they're friends. They, they, if you go and you look on their Twitter or their Facebook, that was public. You'll see they're, they're planning on going on trips together. They, they, they all hang out together. And again, there's nothing inherently wrong with that, right? Everyone's going to know each other. People are going to be friends. There's nothing against that. Sure. But just say, Hey, I, I'm friends with these people. So then you know that there's a little bit of bias there. Well, what they, what, what we find out from the Zoe post was that, uh, they were having a, an affair uh, around early April 2014 and that was confirmed by Stephen Totillo in August of 2014 when he was like I spoke with him uh, Yeah, they had a relationship in early April so we can assume early April is like basically like the first couple days, right? Mm -hmm. And his article that featured her um, Off that game jam was published on March 31st so it's not like he wrote about her and then like they were already hooking up. It was like he wrote about her. Then like the next day they started <laughs> hooking up. or somewhere wow. in that neighborhood. Like we're talking like, you know, like just a very short amount of time. Wow. And again, I don't care about any of that. Just be like, look, I'm friends with this person. That's all I care about. But there was never any like uh, never any explanation. They, they really tried to, to distance themselves from the narrative that there was sex for reviews because even that in and of itself was a meme. 
And and unfortunately, the way the Internet works and even the way Gamergate worked, not everything was 100 percent real. There were stuff that was taken out of context. There were things that were, were obviously to quote, you know, the president fake news. And some people ran with that. But hmm. yeah, <laughs> now there's, there's a lot that's happened now. There's so there's there's some favoritism going on there, obviously. Now, that that's something that's happened, though, for for decades in other forms of media, though. Correct. I mean, uh, we, I mean, uh, we, we're going to talk about Harry Knowles here in a little bit. That's a guy that's always been controversial uh, before he even before he was controversial because he was always accused of, of giving uh, favorable reviews to movies after getting to be in the movie himself or actually being on the set of the movie mm-hmm. or, or being friends with somebody that was in the movie. Those rumors, I've heard of those rumors for a long time, but I and I and I, I don't think that should ever happen. But you, I can almost see where he's coming from, considering Ain't It Cool News you know, origins and then, uh, you know, being being on the Hollywood outs for a long time mm-hmm. yeah. because he was posting like scripts and stuff uh, or talking about, you know, behind the scenes news that like no one wanted to talk about. Yeah. And then then they kind of bought him off by saying like, hey there, buddy, would you like to have you know access to this? Exactly. Let's yeah. bring the screenings to Austin. You can host them. So they they basically realized that the best way to get a fan site on your ass or on your side is to just give him stuff. And, and I think that's what happened with with Harry. Exactly yeah. what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, mean, I, I mean, I can't blame him. I mean, if we had that kind of attention, we got people started approaching us and say, hey, would you want to do a premiere? Well, Anakin knows had a lot of weight back then. They had a lot of, oh, they had a lot of weight. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was. A lot of weight, get it? Yeah. <laughs> but up bump. But um, <laughs> yeah, literally, I mean, they did. I mean, that's gone now, but they did in the early days. Mm. They had, uh, they were definitely a huge influencer. Again, no pun intended, but huge <laughs> influencer, but pun made. <laughs> Uh, we really can kick a kick a man while he's down. Congratulations on your on your um one hundred thousand subscribers on your on your channel. <laughs> Thanks. I Thanks. I saw, did you see the video? Did you see yeah, the, the video? I, I yeah, did. Yeah. No, I, I get a lot of crap for that, but I don't give a shit. I'm <laughs> I, sorry. I don't like it. Swear. No, no, I'm not gonna care. make. I'm not gonna make fun of you, but actually, when when <laughs> those jerks from Chronos uh, did that showed the video, I was like, yeah. what jerks? Because I hope they're playing around. But I actually got a little teary too when you were so happy, and I was like, "Man, look at this guy so proud of this. That's great. You got to promote people, it. It's a promotion. It's awesome, man." But it's, well, yeah, it's it's uh, what people don't realize. And okay, so for for your audience that's unaware, I uh, I got when I hit when you hit a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube, you get what's called a, a silver play button. Yeah. yeah, it's a plaque. It just basically commemorates the accomplishment, the milestone, and that's a big, yeah. big accomplishment. It's huge. Uh, you know, the vast majority of YouTubers. We'll never get to get to that point, unfortunately. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, no. And that's an unfortunate thing. I really do feel anyone can do it. I honestly feel that way. But so many people just don't. And there's a lot of reasons as to why. So one of my goals was always to get to that was wanting to get that hundred thousand. I wanted that validation. Milestone, huge milestone. Yeah. And so when I when I got it, I got it in April uh, 2018 or 2016 is when I got the hundred thousand. It took about another month and a half to get the plaque. Mm-hmm. Wow. But what you have to understand is. Uh, in October of 2015, I was doxxed through a blackmail attempt. Jesus. Uh, someone found out who I was and then tried to get me to turn on another YouTuber that I know, which I thought was really stupid. Uh, so I, I basically had to dox myself and put my own info out there uh, to, cut, to get ahead of it, which I felt was the right move. And then in March of 2016, so almost we're, – we're talking like six – you know, in a week will be two years. I was swatted. So Oh, you know, Jesus. Like, that happened to so, you too? That happened to you? Yeah, it happened to me. I was I was recording a video. Oh my god! 
Um, and you can go find it just to go to my channel type. I was swatted or like, Jeez. so I was swatted or something oh, and I was recording it and I didn't have the, the camera recording, unfortunately, cause I made the mistake of not having that on, but I had the audio recording so you can hear the pound on the window. You can hear me go outside. You can hear, you know, them yell Beaverton police department, come out your hands up. You can hear, uh, oh. the sounds that I make when there's guns pointed in my face. And so it was a really traumatic experience. Um, and you know, and I'm not going to shy away from that. It scared the crap out of me. Uh, and I still, to this day, have a few issues with, with police. Uh, if I, you know, just given the situation. And, uh, so when I got that hundred thousand, which came a few weeks later, uh, and then I got that silver play button that to me was like, you know, kind of like validation for all the crap I'd gone through to get to that point. Wow. Um, because you have to understand too, when I started YouTube, I was, uh, this was 2012. I was living in North Hollywood. California. Um, I was broke. I was on unemployment. I was on food stamps and I, I was like, I'm going to do YouTube because this is a way I can make some money, which is why mm -hmm. I chose the mundane Matt channel. Cause I had created in 2009 and it was grandfathered into the partner program. And I was desperate. Like I was just mm -hmm. desperate from any kind of money I could earn. And I'm like, look, I'm going to be the most antagonistic person I can be. I'm going <laughs> to talk nothing, but shit, right? I'm just going to do whatever. And, and that's how I'm going to do it. Not the, not the way to go about it. And so you got to understand. So coming at it from that, where it's like I started when I was at like near rock bottom. And then at the end of 2012, I literally hit rock bottom. All my credit cards were maxed out. They shut my phone off. I had to leave Los Angeles and move back home, uh, being 30 years old and having to go back home, like start over again. And all I really had uh, was YouTube and was to just keep pushing forward and keep going towards something. And then, you know, a couple years later, bam, this is my job. You know, and, and then and then bam, oh my God, I can do this full time. And then here it is two years past that. I bought a house. I started a family. Wow. Wow. So it's kind of like so getting that silver play button was validation for all of the stuff I had done. Now, has it been perfect? Have I been the best person ever? No, obviously everyone makes mistakes and I'm still atoning, I think, in some respects, for some of the crap I did in the early days. Um, because I was in a very different place in my life. But I'm saying like you you get there and and it's that's why I cried. That's why I broke down crying. Mm -hmm. This was that moment. This was like winning an Oscar, even though you didn't really win one. It's just that moment of this is validation. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it proves everything you've done has has led to a moment that you're proud of. And that's why I don't care about that. Those guys can laugh their ass off all they want in that video. <laughs> I get I get tweets about it almost every single freaking day. It's a two year old video. Oh, my God. Like. Who cares at this point? Yeah, exactly. You know? Who cares? But I'm really and proud that, that you did that. I'm really, I'm really, I was really happy for you. I'm really so happy. Well, I appreciate get, that. Thank you. To give people some kind of backstory to that, there were some guys that, that were heckling him on YouTube. Well, this guy named Kronos, they were making fun of him. Yeah. And I well, was like, it, Krono, well, Kronos is actually just a person who uploads clips from another show called uh, The Morning Kumite. Oh, okay. There you go. That's why. Okay. So that's, that's all it is. All, all Kronos does is just upload stuff. And the people on the Kumite, they were my friends until about two months ago. Uh, and so uh, until some drama went down and then since then they like to kind of go at me because they think <laughs> that they matter, I guess. I have no idea. The, the whole drama part, I definitely don't want to talk about a drama stuff. We don't want we want we're we've gone through that before with the director <laughs> and producer of um, the Star Trek fan. Oh, film. yeah. Um, Axanar. Oh, uh, Axanar. Oh, when, so oh, we didn't. Alec yeah. yeah. Really nice I'm, I'm guy. <laughs> oh yeah, he's a nice. But we, we knew no, we, we had knew the drama. Great, we had a great interview. Oh, with him. great he was interview! On our show and really enjoyed having him. But we didn't want to go into the drama. We wanted to know because honestly, I think his version of uh, the Klingon War is better than the one I'm seeing now on STD. I tell you too right now. I tell you right now. But yeah, uh, no, I really, I really liked Axanar. I yeah. hope we one day get to see the movie. 
I hope so too. That would be great. I, I want to ask you on your on the success of your YouTube channel, and you had kind of a slow start, correct? Yeah. Before you found yourself, what was the turning point? Was it did you change your style a little bit? What What was the secret sauce? Uh, I mellowed out. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, is a lot of what happened because mm -hmm. I once you because what it was is because I was in such a weird place where I was like trying, mm -hmm. you know, to like make it in Los Angeles, which is really hard to do. Yeah. Um, cause oh, I, yeah. I didn't have the proper plan of attack to go into LA. And so I, I've been uh, there, done that and got that t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> was, yeah, I got, I, I got the deep emotional scars. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, like, uh, yeah. Oh my God. I love LA, but geez, some of those people are just bad. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I just kind of mellowed out and then, cause what it was is my first year. So I started February, 2012 by, by February, 2013, I had 700 subscribers, you know, and it was because I was going at this the wrong way. And then uh, I got lucky on a couple things, uh, talking about stuff. And by the end of 2013, I had 11,000 subscribers. And then by the end of 2014, I had like uh, 30,000 subscribers. And it just keeps going and going and going and going and going. So yeah. the, more, the because, more positive you got, the, the more numbers. Well, and, like, and also how, <laughs> how I talked about stuff and how fast I was to cover certain things. Mm -hmm. Um you know, given the style of how I do stuff, if you go back and watch, I started using an iPhone 3G, right? <laughs> I was recording uh -huh. on yeah. iMovie on an iPhone 3G. Yeah. Uh, and then and then the iPhone said, well, we're no longer going to update iMovie for this, so it no longer is applicable. So I had an iPad that I bought for my birthday. I'd saved up the money to get an iPad because I thought that that would be useful, I guess. I have no idea. <laughs> and so I was recording in my car on my iPad, you know, like videos and stuff. And then now I'm, I've got like studio lights and a nice camera and a nice backdrop, you know, and I built up to where I got to, but really it's just like, it's just consistency. Um, and I think not being a gigantic prick to everyone, uh, helps out quite a bit too. Yeah. And if, you know, there's, a, they always say in, in roads to pathways to success, it's doing something repetitively. You're going to get better at it if you keep doing something over and over and over doing again. Doing the right thing over yeah. and over again. Doing the, well, yeah, once you find a, yeah, get to a place where you're doing something right yeah. and then keep doing it. Well, it's like, like look at Three Buck Theater, for example. So I started that a year ago. Mm -hmm. um, like a year ago, a few weeks ago would have been a year. And I'm at, you know, 19,339 subs. Mm. Uh, and I'm, you know, making a, actually, believe it or not, the it's it's doing uh, pretty good. For a for that small of a channel yeah. in terms of what I make on the main channel, yeah. um, and I talk about movies on there, and I'm passionate about movies. I'm passionate about Star Wars and things like this. Mm -hmm. So it's like, and knowing what I know, I've been able to put that into this channel and then grow it pretty rapidly. So it, it just goes to show you that, like, literally, if you just have an idea of how to do YouTube and how to and how to approach it, you can find success. Yeah. Are you worried about now because of that son of a bitch, Logan Paul? Uh, kind of uh, ruining the party for everyone. Are you kind of a little bit more? Um, I don't know. I feel like you're walking. It feels a lot of people at YouTube right now. I know they have channels, uh, especially uh, people that do more, like very alternative type of media coverage. Feel a little bit right now scared because of oh, uh, actually I'm the got, exact things opposite. Have, things have gotten really uh, really uh, strict. Uh, I'm actually the, uh, uh, the last opposite or I'm the opposite of that one. Mm -hmm. Um, and the reason why is, is because last year when the whole adpocalypse happened based mm -hmm. upon PewDiePie, well, not based on PewDiePie, but he was a catalyst and part of it. Um, and so when that happened, he, uh, ended up, uh, or we all were getting punished for somebody else's mistakes. Right. Wow. And this the whole is, thing this was, is not, this, this is the, this was a different person before Logan Paul. Yeah, so it's, this is well because this is it all it all boils down to the adpocalypse. 
Yeah. And and that's what screwed us all last year. Like just oh my god, screwed us all. And so that's when uh, they changed the revenue uh, format. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll put it. Yeah. Like I'll I I, I yeah we, we I made about probably sixty percent less last year than I I was on target to make. Holy crap! Is uh, that so big, like, that big of an effect. Yeah, this it, oh yeah, dude, it, it's it's still and it, we're still feeling the effects of it right now. It's like things are picking up again. But the thing, the reason why the Logan Paul situation ultimately is good for YouTubers, mm-hmm. is because he's like their biggest. He's their he's their their star. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the dude that they want to uh, that they want to promote. So they don't like being in this position because they had a lot riding on Logan Paul. Right. They had TV shows and movies and and all sorts of crap. Things were and, developing uh, for him. But yeah, definitely, it definitely then, is crap. Tell you that. Oh, well, I'm not going to disagree, but, uh, I, you know, he had the audience yeah. yeah. and as a result of all this, like not only the suicide force video, which I'm sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll be the, like probably the only one to come out and say it, that entire video start to finish was manufactured. Mm-hmm. There was no body at all. There's someone that they put up there. Um, oh. cause nothing in that video adds up, but we could go through that at a later date. Sure, um, sure. But well, I'll put on, I'll put on a tinfoil hat and take you through it. It's a wild ride, uh-huh. but, uh, it's, it's, but anyway, because they forced him to uh, or they they were forced to address it on a personal level um they then uh are on a person-to-person basis that's what they changed their tactic to so they're no longer going to be making sweeping changes that are going to impact everyone they're actually doing more things now in order to address each situation individually and that's good for everyone because then we're not going to be hit with this oh yeah like this person did this one thing now you all must suffer like so we're not getting, we're not getting that. So it's a case by case basis. Yeah. Do you see? Do you see um, a big push to push out, let's say, conservative and right leaning people, like new, like news report? Like you guys do alternative um, news. I don't watch the news no more. I go to YouTube to hear my news. And there's a couple of guys I go to. Yours was one. Alex Jones a couple of times, but I just like going to operate a donut. Anybody that does news, I'll listen to them or any kind of articles like what you do. I'll listen to that because I like to hear an unfiltered version of the news and not listen to CNN or to Fox. Do you find that the people that are kind of center right leaning are being pushed out, being attacked by YouTube? In some respects, yes. In other respects, no. Hmm. Um, And this is where we find ourselves in this odd conundrum. What you have is you've got uh, people like Alex Jones that literally ruin it for everybody else. <laughs> and and the reason why – but it's not just Alex Jones. Alex Jones is a symptom of a larger <laughs> problem. And that problem is also YouTube's algorithm because the way that they judge engagement ultimately uh, has to do uh, – or they judge popularity based upon engagement. So thumbs up, thumbs down, even comments, shares, uh, things like that. They uh, – that's how they view a lot of that. That's how it gets spread out there. And someone like Alex Jones, who's got three million subs, uh, and not just that, but like people like Paul Joseph Watson that you know work with him and whatever, oh, yeah, he's good. or Stephen Crowder that both. But here's the thing: if you want to, if you want to look at the argument of of conservatives being pushed out, I disagree because in 2017, both Paul Joseph Watson and Stephen Crowder cracked a million subscribers. They so get more attention. You saying they probably get more attention? Probably they, they do get more attention, okay. but you know that's the whole thing. Is that if you know you have Paul Joseph Watson, who is straight up conspiracy theorist, yeah. and you know Stephen Crowder, who thinks he's funny but ultimately isn't, and uh, you know these guys, not a fan of either person, but they they both were able to reach the million subscriber mark, and so 
YouTube is trying to filter down on conspiracy content and there is so much conspiracy content. Don't get me wrong. I love a lot of it because it's just so wild. It's fun to watch. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like all the planet Nibiru videos. You guys ever watched any of those? Um, <laughs> I, I don't think <laughs> the, I've the, seen this. No. No. The, the planet, the planet X. That's uh, oh no, know, don't go. Don't go there. I don't, <laughs> I'm, just saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, I know like, what you're I, talking you know, about. Oh and, my god! I mean, in like 2007, in 2007, I I was turned on to these <laughs> uh, to these videos, and I'd watch a lot of them, you know. And then like they got tons of views, and and the thing is, a lot of videos end up getting a lot of. Uh, well, there is uh, some there is some truth to that, but there there is Kuiper planets out there, but they're only Kuiper planets. They're the size of Pluto and smaller. And there is some truth to it, but they totally exaggerate. It's not Planet X. There's no Nibiru or whatever they call it. That's a bunch of baloney. But I do believe there are some planetary objects out there. Yes, I do believe that. That was a big thing for a while. You know, you made a good good point there. We were talking about the, all the conspiracy. They're trying to filter out some of the conspiracy <laughs> theorists. What's interesting, though, is butts in the seat. Because, mm -hmm. Butts in the seats because a lot of people go to YouTube for that kind of content because they can't yeah. get it anywhere else. I do. That's why it's, I go there. Because it's unique and different. I can't turn on CBS no. and s news and find that history. stuff. I go there for history. Well, I you get there, you get, you'll get uh, a different, you know, un unsanitized. The entire library of the human existence is there. We well, get an unsanitized yeah. version of the history. But also the conspiracy stuff, I'm sure is a, a lot of the traffic that comes to YouTube is for stuff like that. Mm. So they don't. Uh, yeah, no, and really the thing is, is true. There. You, you, you get a okay. So like YouTube knows there's a big conspiracy market, and and they are fun to watch. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like sometimes oh, it's, it's I'll, a terrific wormhole to go down. Yeah, like I'll just I'll watch a couple, and I'm all like, wow, that was interesting. Like when when the yeah. whole Harold Camping thing from 2011, right? The end of the end of the world, May yeah. 23rd, 2011. Like yeah. all the videos surrounding that, I was hooked on watching that stuff, man. I'm like, this is crazy. None of it's true. Like yeah. we're not gonna die, but it's I. I'm just really enjoying like what what I'm watching, and and I, I like that kind of stuff. I do. I like the imaginative part of it. Um, but there there what it, what the problem with it is is, uh, what you've seen recently is you've seen the uh, and this is gonna sound bad, but you've seen elderly people make their way to YouTube, oh, which God. is a big problem. Yeah. And this is coming from elderly people going to Facebook and getting fake news from Facebook and seeing these things, these memes shared around that are like, did you know aliens came to Earth and they impregnated Mexicans? <laughs> it happened. <laughs> Why do you think there's so many of them? Oh, it's like, I'm just, saying, I'm just saying, I'm saying like that kind of nonsense, right? Yeah, like that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. And they're going to be like, yeah, there are a lot of Mexicans. Clearly, it's aliens or some such nonsense. Then they're going to go like, huh? Okay, alien Mexicans. Not really the thing. They're you know like different connotation. And they'll go to they'll go to Google, and then Google will bring up videos because YouTube is going to be their top choice. So then they go and they find something about really it's 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 the lizard people that uh, that that helped influence you know Spanish culture or you know uh, Central American culture with like all their you know the Peruvian signs or whatever the the strips or lines or oh, all that yeah, nonsense yeah. Mm -hmm. all the saucer stuff that's down there and then they came up here. I mean it, but they're going to see it and that's going to be considered truth to them because they the, this is a generation that grew up believing everything you heard on the radio this is a generation of people that grew up hearing things like war you know Orson Welles War of the Worlds and going like oh that was a legitimately real experience and and they never question it because they were never told to question it yeah. And and people realize that and they use it as a way to profit. I wanted to to say 
I feel bad, but uh, I have my ad blocker on, and I've had it on for a couple of years now. That's okay, man. That's okay. <laughs> now listen. Now listen. I'm not going to sit there and tell you to turn off that pesky ad block. I know. I thought that was hilarious when they somebody made a song out of that. It's, it, dude, it's been it's, it's, it's going on. It's going on a, a t-shirt. Is like the, when I open up my merch store, it's going to be on the t-shirt. Um, I've I've you know that's the only way to get past a meme is mm-hmm. to lean into the meme. Um, and I, and, so, and I and I have YouTube Red, so I don't even know how that factors in. Mm-hmm. To, uh, YouTube Red actually like saves you. saves our ass. You'd be you'd be amazed at how much mm-hmm. it, it it doesn't necessarily equate for a great deal, um, but it at the end of the month it it, it does help out for uh, a lot. Uh, that you know a lot more than I think people are willing to admit. Well, then good. I'm then helping out. I'm helping the cause. I'm helping. I appreciate it for free. Yeah, I got well also because I kept it. I I got it initially, and then I I was going to get rid of it, but then I saw that they were going <coughs> to Cobra Kai. Show is coming out. I was like, oh, okay, I'm keeping it. You got to keep it for that. I'm keeping it for Cobra Kai. Okay, so Devin Faraci, the film blogger, is accused of sexual assault. Uh, he was recently on PBS uh, doing a. Uh, they were doing a PBS special, um, and he was on there. That's him. Uh, he lost his job atop the film site um, Birth, Movies, and Death, which used to be Badass Digest. Uh, so you covered did some coverage on Devin Faraci. This is a story that hits close to home for us. Because he worked for uh, the Alamo Draft House, which is based here in Austin, mm-hmm. their their publication, and you did yeah. some coverage on him. What could you tell us about you know for people that may not be familiar with Devin Faraci, which you can tell us? Oh, am I allowed to swear on this? Yes, Absolutely. sir. Absolutely. Yeah. We. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're so, a swear show. Uh, yeah, he's a degenerate <laughs> piece of scum sucking shit. Uh, who, if he fell into like. The Sarlacc pit, I would probably just piss on him in order to uh, facilitate the Sarlacc digesting him faster. Uh, <laughs> pure human garbage, absolute. Uh, just, oh, motherfucker, I hate that guy. Uh, nothing but bad things to say about him, <laughs> period. Um, but my, my my reason for disliking him stems down to more or less one particular incident. And this was at the early days of Gamergate because he wasn't a fan. And what he did is he went out there and he made a comment saying that gamer gators are worse than ISIS, right? Yeah. Which, oh, yeah, on. okay. We, we've been called that for years. People who supported ethics and games journalism are, uh, you know, very much like bad people apparently. Uh, not saying everyone was good, but the majority of people were pretty chill. You'd be amazed politically. They're all like left of center. Uh, but anyway, uh, the day he made that comment is the exact same day. And I mean within like the hour of news reports coming out that ISIS had in fact beheaded an American journalist and released the videotape. God damn. So on the day where an American died at the hands of ISIS by being beheaded in pure propaganda, this motherfucker made that claim. And when presented with the evidence of that claim, when presented with just how completely distasteful that was, he proceeded, he just blocks people. He never made a comment about it, but then but then continued on to say that uh, we're, we were all worse than the KKK. We were worse than the plantation over owners. Uh, we're, you know, all of these things, these provocative things in order to appease a particular ideological narrative, which let's, let's be fair a year later ate his asshole. Mm. And, uh, and, and so I feel no sympathy for him. Whatever's happened. Uh, I can only wish the worst upon him. If I found out he died of cancer, I'd be like, okay, <laughs> I just, I, I don't like this guy. I just, I, I saw him in person. Actually, I was at Comic-Con, uh-huh. um, 26, yeah, 16. 
And uh, this was right before the scandal broke with him. Oh, wow. And he, because oh, I, I went as press and he was obviously there as press. And he was there buddy buddy with like the slash film guys and the, the hit fix people and everything else. But I was about like two feet from him waiting in line. And we saw each other. And I'm not too sure if he recognized me or not. I don't think he did. But I saw him and all I felt was rage. And I just I like I felt myself clenching my fists like I was going to go suck this dude in the face. That is how and I'm not a mad person. And that got me mad. I actually turned around and just started talking to another woman next to me. No idea who she was. Just started having a conversation. And I was open. I said, listen, I need to talk to you because there's a person over there that I vehemently despise with every ounce of my soul and being. And you're going to keep me from doing something stupid. And she was like, "Okay, cool. Not a problem. How are you? You know? And well, the thing is, this is a this is a bad person. He is a bad guy. And what did he What did he do? What, well, now this guy, okay, he was working for the for the journal that the Alamo Draft House pub, their, their their publication. Well, he and wasn't. He was he was the editor in chief. He was the editor in chief. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Now, what, what where was his initial claim to fame? Did he is it just from his blogging, movie blogging? Well, yeah, he started off on I think it was like Chud, like that. I think that was his movie blog or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he ended up getting hired on uh, by Alamo to create uh, uh, Badass Digest. And was, then we have to – there was a blow up of movie bloggers yeah, for a while I yeah. believe. And, and, and him being in Los Angeles or him moving to LA and then getting in on all of the screenings and all the information uh, made him more prominent. And, and then also of how boorish he is. Uh, people, you know, they knew that Farachi is Farachi. And, uh, they, there was like, I guess like, once he realized that he could intimidate people, he used that as a way to kind of solidify his power. Mm. <laughs> well, you just, well, you just well and there's a, there seems to be a trend there. A lot of these, the, the, a lot of these dudes that are getting in trouble for sexual harassment, they're getting busted. They, they all seem to have like, you got the Harvey Weinstein. They're predators. You had the Bill Cosby. They're predators, but they also seem to be just heavy doses of alpha male. Like power nah, trip. No, 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 no. Power, no, power hold trip. On. Power trip. They're alpha, alpha males. males with females. They're not. They're betas when it comes to a real man. Okay, that's what. That's mm. what it is. All these guys. <laughs> all these pieces of shit. These predators. They're betas. They pretend to be betas in front of, to females to catch them in their web, and then they take advantage of them. Right. That's the kind of shit back this is. If I if I'm understanding correctly. Like this guy was a yeah. I know Farachi was was a fake feminist. Right. Pretending. Oh yeah. Oh, they all these guys. There was they a fake. No, pret- Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson. Talk. I'm a big fan of Jordan Peterson. That's what he talks about a lot, and that's yeah. what this guy is. Yeah. Now he got in trouble. He got you now he initially the controversy where Alamo Drafthouse it all comes back to them on this mm-hmm. is that they were in Tim League. Supposedly they had finally decided to go ahead and, and have him removed, wow. and they announced he was going to be removed after initially not doing anything. They were just too much too much of a. It's like what the hell, dude? People people, about it, people were like, you got to do something about it. So they supposedly had him removed. But then he really wasn't removed. Well, they is is from what I can gather with that is he okay. So to kind of go back into what it was is he was accused of sexual assault on Twitter. Yeah, and and the the instead of deny you know and as I like to say, uh, Twitter is not nine one one right. Like if if there's been an assault, go to the police immediately. Yeah, exactly. You know, file a report, and we're seeing this happen now, which is good. But what happened there was this woman, I forget her name, but she she went on Twitter and she was like, Devin Faraci sexually assaulted me. And what it was is they were dancing and he put his hand down her pants while they were dancing and then like made jokes about like him uh, molesting her uh, like to his friends like, hey, smell my finger, which seems like a real Faraci thing to do. Oh, shit. 
Mm-hmm. And and then he the thing is though is is what you have to understand about male feminists is that they will fall on the sword, right? Because it's a, taking the pain, taking the punishment now is is better than ultimately being excommunicated, which happened for Achi, um, you know, two years almost before the Me Too movement, right? Yeah, this was way and, before yeah, yeah. all the other stuff coming out. Yeah, and so it, essentially, like, or like a year before the Me Too movement, really. And so he fell on the sword and admitted that he did it. And that was the whole thing is he admitted that he did it. So he's done. Whereas, he's, yeah. He's so he was done. So they basically like, so then he stepped down as editor in chief of Badass Digest and he went away for a while. Like he, he just kind of left Allegedly, and no one talked supposedly about Supposedly went well, away for yeah, a while. Well, yeah. What, from, my, from what I gather from him coming back, it was more like Tim League was like, well, you've been in the doghouse long enough. Why don't you write some press releases for us? Or do some some general copy work or something like that, and that's kind of how he, they were bringing him back into the fold. Um, was kind of you know just behind the scenes helping out, and you know like ultimately I don't have an issue with that. Like you know like everyone's got to work, so you know. But they <laughs> uh, in, in this industry in this industry like you just not right now. You know what I mean if you've been accused of something, mm-hmm. you can't even remotely be seen. To, to be okay um, because that's not good enough. And and that's part of what happened here is I believe Farachi uh, just, you know, it was the, the Me Too movement kept him down again. Mm. So I'm, I'm not so sure okay too about the, the Me Too movement. The only problem I have with them is, is that they're very, very uh, um, anti-man all around. And if you're a man, you haven't done yeah. anything, they, they're going to lump you in with every other man that's a piece of shit. It's like, screw you, I didn't do anything. And they're going to lump you in with them. It's like, you know, that's the only, thing, that's the only problem I have with them. The, the Me Too movement is is uh, is going to self-cannibalize yeah. uh, very soon. It already kind of has. There's already been a casualty, mm-hmm. right? A woman killed herself. Um, wow. And that was because she was, and what it was is she was a woman who worked underneath Harvey Weinstein back at Miramax back in the 90s and basically was the one that was handling oh, Rose McGowan. Jesus and both Rose and, and, and Harvey dragged her into this fight so to speak mm-hmm. and as a result of that she committed suicide this is because recently. that this is recently and so it's kind of like that's the problem with the me too movement there is literally no accountability for for the com- for for the accusations that are being made you know and even when there's a pushback on that like aziz ansari uh you yeah. know like the thing is you haven't heard netflix come out and say that master of none is canceled mm. right yeah. but ever since the golden globes we haven't seen or heard from from a seas at all. Well, I think he's been told by his agent, his people, he's got to lay low for a while, for a long time. Yeah. And oh they, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be down for a while. Like I, I'm I'm pretty sure Master of None is canceled, uh, in everything but name only, which is a huge deal because that was a huge show on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, yeah. But the whole the whole incident with her, him, and that girl, uh, I blame both of them, man. You know, that's that's what I heard from her side and I heard from his side. Mm-hmm. The guy's a piece of shit, but he took advantage. She saw an upgrade, you know, yeah. and that's what it was. I don't think I don't think he took advantage. It's a bad date. Yeah, it's a yeah, you know what I mean? He's, like, it, you, you, it's you, sleazy, you man. It's sleazy. I don't know. Is it like they, they mm. went out, they had drinks, they had dinner. They went back to his place. They both got naked. Yeah, they true. fooled around. They went down on each other. She went down on him twice. She even says that after she was having doubts about the situation and she came out of the bathroom, he was there naked on the couch. She went back and blew him again. I, yeah, I she I'm, was I'm she sorry. was a uh, con- yeah, she was she was part of it then. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think he did anything wrong because he didn't know. How how was he meant to read her mind? 
Like they didn't have sex. They fooled around. Right. Like she still went down on him. They made out. They did all these things. And then she got up, put her clothes on and she left. Uh, mm-hmm. and you know, and then the next day said, I wasn't comfortable with the situation. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I missed, I must've misread it. But that doesn't mean like regret isn't rape. Like that's the whole key part here. Yeah. Regret is yeah. not rape. She still went through with it. She still, she never stopped. She could, him. Yeah. She could have walked at any time. She yeah. could have walked out at any time. And this is, this is my biggest complaint when it comes to the Me Too movement is it takes the onus of responsibility off of, uh, the, the, uh, the accused, the accuser mm-hmm. and, you know, and then puts it all on the accused and it's all like, but wait, hold on here. Like. Don't you have your own agency as a person? Aren't you? Don't you have the ability? I mean, if you had the right, if you had the ability to go to the babe.net and make this art, you know, make tell this tale, you had the agency to get up and walk out. Yeah, that's true. And and that's the whole thing. But it's like there's a difference between they're trying to lump in a season sorry with like Harvey Weinstein. Not the I don't, case. Yeah, I don't think that's the case. He's just a little weasel, but I, I don't think. Yeah. He's a dude who wanted to get laid. True. I mean, yeah, that's, that's true. That's, I mean, we all know, you know, I, I've, I've, I've been at bars where it's closing time and I've literally had women come up to me that were just making their way through the bar. You know, like, who's the best person here to go, you go ugly first, man? With? Go ugly first. Right? You know, and I'm like, well, I have no shot with her. So I'm just going to be like, she's going to I'm just going to say whatever comes to mind. She's like, what kind of music do you like? And I'm like, I like Spice Girls. Want to fuck? <laughs> I like it's just like, you know, it just didn't happen. Clearly, but I'm in the wrong like town. Girls. Jesus, I didn't even move there. Well, this was San Diego in 2007. It was a different time. Um, you know, I'm just saying it's it's this is, but th- there's so much nuance uh, that that comes out of out of you know young sexual relationships that not everything is is rape, not everything is assault, and and the the Me Too movement um, has has turned it into that uh, that particular uh, situation, and that's my problem with it. I, I wish there was more discretion. You know, I, I want these scumbags out of Hollywood. You true. know, I want yeah, people true. that I want people that abuse people out of Hollywood. Right. Um, you know, but the thing is, there still has to be a level of uh, of of, you know, due process. Yeah. And that's absolutely. It, I've been saying that. And all that's along. going away. Have you heard? So, I mean, the, um... I, know, I know for a fact that if I ever get into Hollywood or, you know, if I ever write a movie, it gets big. They're going to be like, you were against the me, too. And I'm all like, <laughs> I was pro. Yeah. I'm pro due process. Like, I've talked about that constantly. Yeah. You know, sorry. You think Twitter somehow equals the police. Have you have you heard uh, the French uh, women respond to this? Uh, yeah, yeah, they responded, and then like a couple yeah. of them like backed out, like a couple of them backed away. Oh, really? Yeah, a couple of them did, but I mean, at the same time, it's kind of like people like the thing is when you go to Hollywood, man, everyone everyone knows it's a game. Yeah, everyone everyone knows that there's that there's a game, right? I mean, I'm not saying the rules are fair, and they're not, and I'm not saying the rules aren't stacked against you, in most of the in most cases. But like there are, what about like there was a comment I saw saying, why don't we celebrate the women that didn't suck dick? You know, <laughs> well, no one wants to date them. It's all like it's all like, what about the women who didn't suck dick mm-hmm. to get apart? Like, why aren't they heralded as heroes? Because they were, you know, they didn't give in mm-hmm. to the pressure. Like and I'm like, that's an interesting comment. That would be one that'd be up for debate. Of course, you know, it, it was instantly met with like the whole, you know, re situation from the feminists. But uh <laughs> I just want there to be due process. You know, that's all I care about. Like, uh, I know people that have been falsely accused of stuff and, uh, you know, it ruins them. It absolutely ruins them. If you, if you're guilty, I don't want you around, but if everyone deserves their day in court, everyone, Farachi included, even though he's a piece of shit, he admitted the crime. What's going to happen with him? What's going to happen? Where's he at now? Other than doing a PBS show and and crying on TV. I mean, is he, is he, is he done for a while? No, he's back. Oh, he's back. You didn't know about this? No, that's, yeah, that's yeah. an update. He's, uh, he, he's got this. He's got a new movie blog. Oh, 
cinema. It's like cinema. He's not. Sang- he's not back with Alamo though, is he? No, it's like uh, what's it called? It's oh Jesus, he's doing his own thing. It's like a Buddhist. It's 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 reviewing movies from like a Buddhist perspective. Oh, he found God because. He he found Buddha. Yeah, he he's oh. all like he's all he went. I think he went like a twelve step program because he was effectively, um, like, uh, uh, what is it? He was effectively an alcoholic. I think is like that was like the defense yeah. he was using. Yeah, that's bullshit. And uh, so yeah, he ended up, you know, he's 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 clean, which is good. Yeah. Um, but he's now blogging from uh from this perspective. I just forget the name of. The the blog. Let me let me go find my video on it, and I'll mm-hmm. I can tell you. Um, it's possible to come around, you know. It is. I, it is. How does, how does it go? Yeah. Uh, even a, even a broken clock is uh, right twice a day. Oh, that's very true. That is that is very true. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's not to say that that he didn't get scoops because he got he got scoops. You know, he did. He was able to get uh, a fair amount of. Uh, you know, there's even a scoop they had on Star Wars, uh, The Force Awakens. About like the opening scene was like Luke's hand holding the like the lightsaber floating in space, and Mark Hamill confirmed that that was in like the first draft. Wow. Oh man. So uh, okay, so his name, the name of the blog is Cinema uh, Sangha, like S A N G H A, and uh, that's that's his that's his blog. It's um. Well, he's taking the right angle for if he's trying to make a comeback, is going the Buddhist route. <laughs> Like going the Zen Buddhist route is the way to go. <laughs> yeah, if he starts hanging out with Richard Gere, then we know we know that he's up to something. Yeah. Now, uh, related to the same kind of similar story, Harry Knowles, and Harry Knowles being here from Austin, and also Ain't It Cool News, also associated with who's part of the Alamo Draft House family. He was the uh, co-founder of the uh, Fantastic Fest, and he also had his. But Numathon. He also had he had But Numathon, which was his big thing. Mm-hmm. This was a guy at one point who was one of the most influential people in on the internet for a couple of years. For yeah. when it comes to yeah. movies, mm-hmm. I mean, he was the most influential person in probably the in, in in on online period, which is saying a huge amount now. He lost cause, it all. Considering how many influencers there are today, mm-hmm. he was kind of at the you know before YouTube. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. That was, uh, website was the way to go. Like there was a website. Did. You yeah. did a website before blogging. Yeah, yeah. before blogging, and it yeah. was Ain't It Cool News was like one of the early adapters to that idea. Mm-hmm. But he had his own issues with Harry Knowles. You told me uh, before we started that you were kind of surprised by him, though. Well, the thing is, I don't. I mean, I don't live in Austin. I lived in San Diego and Los Angeles, and now I'm in Washington. So oh, okay. I don't know anything about Harry outside of this is just his persona uh, on the website mm-hmm. and and who he is and stuff. Um, you know, and I have friends that know him that when this whole thing went down, even they were like, I don't really believe a lot of it because they had never heard. But then again, they also don't live in Austin. They live in Los Angeles. So, I mean, there's, you know, there's going to be a disconnect between what you hear, uh, in some places versus others. And I mean, I don't know. I like, I was kind of taken, I was taken aback by the accusations because I'm like, wow, that's, uh. That is odd. There's no way to to collaborate the story. Same thing with uh, Stan Lee being accused of sexual harassment, which is bullshit. I think, and you're uh-huh. saying so. Harry knows the same thing. There's no history of that. Well, and here's the thing, though. I mean, you hear rumors, and I had heard rumors for years about you know Harry Knowles. It's kind of like Bill Cosby in Hollywood. There were rumors for years about Bill Cosby. People used to make jokes about 
you know, Bill Cosby is is uh, is going to drug you and rape you. And nobody knew where those jokes came from, but they sort of were there. And there were stories about Harry Knowles. I mean, rumors about Harry Knowles. I mean, some of the biggest rumors about him are not even out right now. If they're true, I mean, he really literally is a piece of shit. I mean, okay, here's the thing. The story, the rumor I, I heard, heard. The, the rumor I heard. The rumor I heard. On Harry Knowles. Is that he would go to the Alamo Draft House, <laughs> and he would shit all over the bathroom on purpose. <laughs> the stalls and everything, because he enjoyed them having to make an employee clean it up, because it was a power thing for him. Well, maybe he couldn't reach back there with his big butt. That and, seems a little bit of. I mean, like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, here's the deal: is <laughs> here, here, here's, here's the deal. I. You know, I spent a long time working in movie theaters. I've managed a couple of them and a uh, long time working in theaters and people trash the bathrooms for whatever freaking reason. So, I mean, like, unless there's an employee that's like every time that fat motherfucker comes here, <laughs> he always goes in the back and then it's always, you know, they watch him. Like the thing is like, I mean, I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying it's like you would, you would know that it's him. Cause I mean, he's, he was in a wheelchair for Christ's sake. Well, now, yeah, like, now he's no, in a wheelchair. Now he's in a wheelchair. He yeah. wasn't, oh. he wasn't years ago. Why would you like? Does he take his pants off and just like crab walk around the freaking handicap? Yeah, what, is, wait, what, what story did you hear? <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm just I'm I'm, yeah. well, I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to have a visual representation in my mind. No, no, no. I don't want to have a visual representation. I just, yeah. I just imagine. I'm, if, for, for those what, what do you know now, now, Matt? What do you know? I know, I know I'm, I don't know anything, but my imagination is telling me that he basically Zoidberg walked all over the uh, the bathroom. <laughs> You know, just just doing that. That's that's how I look at that. Uh, he's a giant leprechaun, and he left a pot of gold. Only it wasn't gold. <laughs> he thought it was shit. And he thought shit would turn to gold. That's what he did. Army lucky charms. He said, "I'll leave this here, and it'll turn to gold." It's a little St. Patrick's Day reference there, since we're getting close. But that's to only the one holiday. story about that. That's only one story. One supposed well, story. I'm going to say this. I've heard some stories that, that go even deeper, like even deeper. Oh, no. And there's some crazy shit, but that's, that's some pretty crazy shit. Now, now there were the rumors too, that he was, a, he was in a, he was abusive to women. And I heard that years before he, this whole stuff with him went public, mm. but uh, it's all, it's all rumors, hmm. rumors. So I'll put that disclaimer there. Uh, anyway, Monday, Matt, if you could tell me going forward, what you would like, where you'd like to see your YouTube channel go, like, what would you like? to be the next the end game like the next the next next thing i want a million subscribers so i will cry once again on camera <laughs> i love that it. that is what's gonna happen i love you it. Want it ladies and gentlemen hit that subscribe hey, uh, take away that pesky <laughs> take down that pesky ad block yeah turn off that pes- <laughs> turn off that pesky ad block hey i got uh, that's awesome yeah, I, got no, t- I mean i i want to uh uh you know like i, I love what i do I, I have an awesome career Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm very thankful for the opportunities that I've been given in terms of doing this. I don't ever want to stop, but I do want to, uh, to, to branch off into more, some, some more creative endeavors, uh, down the road. I have some ideas that I'm currently working on that, uh, that would be good to, um, you know, to be able to contribute more, uh, through, let's say, uh, creation versus just observation. Mm. That's what I want. If you're really in Austin, look us up. We'd like to hang out with you. I've never been. It's the only major city in Texas I haven't been to. You don't want to go anywhere else but Austin. I don't want to go anywhere else in Texas. (laughs) I I avoid Texas like the plague. Maybe out in the country, and the country's okay. 
out on the country. I mean, I've I've raced tumbleweeds on the I twenty, <laughs> and they won because my friend's truck sucked. You know, <laughs> but I will say, I will say, the drive through liquor bars or uh, drive through liquor stores in in Dallas were nice, and the BYOB to strip clubs were fantastic. So there are good parts and good things about Texas. Uh, Whataburger was good. Uh, you know, <laughs> hey, we, yeah. hey, barbecue and Tex Mex. Yeah, see, I'm from Sandy. I, I lived in San Diego in Southern California for 15 years. You will never be able to convince me that that, that, that there's such a good thing as Tex-Mex. It's oh. like, no. oh, no. I, like, but then again, then again, I, I will. I, I do want to go to South by Southwest one year. Uh, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Although it I feel like I'd be fun. walking into the lion's den. To be no, honest with not you. at all. It's a it's a real nice. We just had I just got back from a private party Friday from a friend of mine that was in a film, uh, local act, local director, Andrew Babowski, I forget his results and support the girls, two films he did in town. No, it's a real nice place. It's a real, it be, definitely before music week. You don't want to go there to music week, but during film yeah. week, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's really nice. I, no, I really, I really would like to go. Uh, cause, uh, I really would have loved to have seen ready player one. That would have been awesome. Uh, and then I, I read a lot about some of the films that show there and I'm like, Oh man, that'd be pretty cool. Like that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, so my, my eventual goal is to get there. My eventual goal is to also build up three buck theater. Cause I just like talking movies. You know, no, I'm glad then, you're doing that too. Cause, uh, I, I, I guess it, when you do Monday Matt, it's like it's political. It's it's uh, controversial sometimes. But when you do movies, it's kind of an escape from that, and you kind of you know I like that, well, that part of it. It is nice, but then again, it's like you talk about like Star Wars, and it becomes oh. entirely political all of a sudden. It's all like, I'm yeah. sorry, I didn't care that much for the Last Jedi. You heathen. I'm not a fan of it either. No. It's like it's like no 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 parts of the movie were pretty good, but uh, other parts not so much. Yeah, you know that, that's the way I felt. I felt it was two different movies. Like, I felt yeah, like, it felt like it, it did. It felt like it was uh, Empire and and Jedi rolled up into one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to announce this at the uh, after we had our interview with you, but I was at a panel today that was a invite only uh, panel with Ryan Johnson, Mark Hamill, and the producer for Last Jedi, wow. and some very interesting stuff that I got from from seeing thirty minutes of unedited Mark Hamill. <laughs> And I really think to it's true, wow. and still, ex, still to this day, as we are in mid March, is still un, unplea is not pleased with how the, the outcome of his character. He's not. He's, he's still talking. He's not that? pleased with the outcome of his character. Well, he, didn't and he, the director's he, right next to him. He said it again. He said he did not. He alluded basically in his own words that he did not agree with his character being killed off. Said it today. Well, and then, said it today. And then I've I've seen some defense of that today and other another. I think it was like a heroic Hollywood article that was like uh, mark hamill didn't like return of the jedi either like trying to mm. trying to like run some ryan johnson defense like right. stop it just just, yeah. just just like stop it just let well, it go i didn't get the impression that they were on on terrible terms but i do think that there's there's still some there's definitely some disagreement there i think yeah like i mean from what i here's here's my here's my understanding of it uh mark hamill you know luke's luke skywalker in and of himself is probably one of the most popular and and I don't know if I'd say influential, but definitely one of the most popular characters in pop culture and literature for the last 40 years, right? Like instantly recognizable when you're talking about pop culture, you know who Luke Skywalker is. So his death or whatever, the, the final chapter of his character would be one that should be 100 percent, you know, good. It should be it should be satisfying for the audience and satisfying for the actor. The way that Johnson set it up made like no sense because I, I even think that they cut around uh, there being a wound. I think if you go and you watch it again 
And you get to that scene when he's on the rock at the end and he's kind of like looking out into the twin sons, which I thought was a nice touch. I did like that touch. Yeah. But he's looking at the twin sons and you can kind of see like uh, it's his right arm looks like the way that it's bent is like he's holding his side like he's been injured. Right. Yeah. And so like then they cut around that. But I really do think that the uh, original way they shot that was even though the the ATATs or whatever they were that shot at him did nothing. I think the lightsaber when he when he Kylo went through him is what killed him. I think that was what they were originally shot. And then they just cut around that to make him like, oh, just kind of fade out. Like, like oh. it was just the stupidest way to like handle the character's death. It just I, I walked out of the theater and I was I was mad. I was like legitimately mad. And and then the whole flying nun thing. Oh my god, Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah. Uh, did like you that. see? Did you see the 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 someone someone added the Superman theme song to that? No. <laughs> no. No. I'm, oh man, I will I will email that clip to you. Uh, That's great. That is. I'll, I'll send you a link to it. It's they took that scene and they added in the Superman theme song and it it fits so perfectly. And I'm just like, yeah, like that that made that scene better in my head. Uh, cause I saw the movie again and I'm just like, I started playing the Superman theme song in my head when that happened. I'm like, yeah, I can, I can get past this now. You know, like, I, f- it just... I feel, I feel like a fucking fool just for even liking it at the first, when I first saw it. Uh, I, I mean, just... drink, read, read, drink the cool, drink the Kool-Aid. The first, I fucking, first I saw fucking, it, yeah. my stomach hurt after I drank so much of that fucking Kool-Aid. But I, uh, it took, it yeah. took, it took about a week or two. Like, you know what? Wait a minute. This is fucking bothering me. This is not right. And as I realized, and then, and then I was like a dumbass. I went to, to YouTube and started watching all these reviews on it. Nothing but negative. I go, fuck. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just fucking heartbreaking. I, I stopped buying the Star Wars comic books, man. And it really yeah, fucking hurts. It's, uh, it really fucking hurts. Uh, I, I just posted a video right before we went we went live about how, how I feel Star Wars can save can be saved from itself it's gone dude it's it's and dead. it's, it's dead. well it's not gone it's not gone they've actually done something that works well, and that the, would be the cartoon the uh yeah rebels well, no, no no i mean hiring the game of thrones guys to do oh, to do the uh series because think about it like this well and you got john favreau now that's going to be and doing john favreau is doing the tv show TV which you show. know that you know they're gonna they're basically going to uh become marvel they're gonna they're gonna create the star wars cinematic universe that's yeah. gonna be a oh thing. yeah that's that's been but, the plan all along but the thing is, though, is having the, having uh, D.B. Weiss and David Benioff come into play mm-hmm. is that they took, yeah, uh, I wouldn't say a rather obscure series, but, you know, one that not a lot of people had known about overall uh, from Game of Thrones, and they turned it into the most popular show in the world. Do you think that those two guys, when they approach, um, damn it, what's his, R.R. Martin, do you think that the idea of hold hold a door, hold a door, hold a door. Do you think that it was them two that, that did it, or was it Martin that had that? As far as I can tell, it was Martin. Okay, so back- Martin had that from the beginning. He already yeah. Okay, so I, 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 I thought it was the directors that had come up by the two guys, two brothers. I thought it was them, and I was like, geez, that's a that's no, a fan. I don't think it's them. It wasn't them then. It was uh no, I think that it was um, uh I think that it was the uh, the Martin because there was wow. a thing I read last night. Where a fan uh, had asked him, like, uh, does Hodor mean hold the door? And and then he said, you're more close than you think. So like, Oh, before I, it actually I, came out. Before it happened, yeah. Holy so it's kind of like, so I don't know. But I, t- to me, the Hodor thing was so dumb. Like, I thought that was so dumb. <laughs> I thought I liked that part. I, I, that was I cool. was sad that he died because yeah. I liked Hodor. Mm-hmm. But that whole thing when he's just like, you know, his entire pathway was just like, oh, I'm going to get kicked in the head by this donkey. Become basically... <laughs> You know, Corky from Life Goes On, and then my entire journey is going to take me to holding the damn door. Like, thanks, 
you know, <laughs> like you could have at least let Asha, like, you know, take me out back and give me a handy or something <laughs> like just something to make my life a little bit better before I died. But, you know, they I just feel like uh, like I didn't care for that so much. But uh, ultimately, I, I do believe, though, that if 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 these guys come in and they because they're writing a series of films, not just a trilogy. They're writing a series of films. So if they go and they craft the next like 10, let's say the next 10 years, the next phase of Star Wars movies after the Skywalker saga ends, they could then give us that great epic of a story that uh, that Star Wars fans ultimately are craving for. Yeah. Right. And and Ryan Johnson, they should just cancel that trilogy. Like just I hope they do. do. I hope they do. I, See, I don't know. I think there's enough backlash where they're, I think they're going to like he's only writing and directing the first movie. I think that I don't even think he'll. Work he's, on the other two. He's gonna I, kill. I he's gonna kill everyone off, like within the first ten minutes. <laughs> well, he's See, he's working on, on a new. You know, it's it's not related, so it's it's new characters. Do you think J.J. Abrams is gonna do some course correction? Like yes, out of pressure. Yes. What kind of course correction? I, uh, Luke is gonna be a ghost. They're not gonna retcon that. I kept saying the joke. I kept saying was they should sit there and uh, turn. Uh, just do episode nine and have it really just be episode eight. But like Finn wakes up from a fever dream. Oh my God, that was such a weird dream. I met this crazy, annoying chick named Rose. We went to some casino planet that made no sense and stopped the movie dead in his tracks. Yeah. Who the hell is Admiral Hodo? Right? Like who cares about any of that? Like, and Leia could fly. What? You know, like, like it's just, uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's nonsense. It's, uh, I, I think what they're going to do probably because if because if you if you look at like how Johnson just ignored so many plot points yeah. from uh, uh, from the Force Awakens and everything else, like you can see that JJ is probably going to rein a lot of it back in. I wouldn't be surprised if they decide to finally make Snoke Darth Darth Pelagus. I think they're going to make him Darth Pelagus. I think that's going to be the uh, the next step mm. because that's what fans want, and fans a lot of fans uh, were very upset with how stuff was handled. Why Snoke was this MacGuffin character? Yeah, and because what, what what are they going to do for the next the next movie? What what's what's the next setup? There was no cliffhanger at the end, really. Mm-hmm. It's done. It's already it's it's, all... it, yeah, you could you could almost end episode eight and go. Oh, that was the, that was it, folks. Yeah, we're done. What happens next? I don't. We don't care. <laughs> yeah. Do you think there's any chance they would go as far as saying Luke didn't die? He somehow came um, back. I think I think that, that's why. No, but that breaks the physics of, of the Jedi powers. The 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 physics Ooh, of of the Go ahead. Well, no, okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay. So let's 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 kind of let's theorize, right? Let's let's do this Star Wars theory thing. <laughs> what do we know? What do we know about Anakin? About his father, born this is, and this is canon, by the oh, way. Oh yeah, this okay. It's born this out is of immaculate, born out of midi chlorians. Yeah, immaculate who, conception. But who who who, man, who manipulated the midi chlorians? And by the way, this is canon. That you're talking about, uh, um, Plagueis. Just, you, Plagueis, Plagueis, right? Plagueis. Plagueis. Well, no, Plagueis that, in the is, book it never said that. It never said that he actually may he was messing with it. It's possibility that he he did create. I thought, I thought that was. Uh, hold on. No, I know what book you're talking. It's a great, great fucking book. But I, I uh, listened to the audio book. He was mess. He had a plan. He had his own planet, and he was messing around with that shit. So I think it's possible they kind of hinted to the idea that that Plagueis, Darth Plagueis, actually made Anakin. Well, because I'm saying I'm saying it's like, let's say, for example, uh, that is what happened. So maybe maybe this maybe this not. Um, and uh, maybe for, you know, like that's the thing is like Luke was was born uh, from essentially a midichlorian deity. Mm-hmm. Oh. So who's to say? Because let's, let's be fair here, too. Uh, when it comes to Jedi powers, oh, man, all shit's off the fucking table. 
right? Yeah, like yeah. even even That's the force funny. doppelganger that he used that Ryan Johnson tried to explain it away with, even that came from a non-canon book, right? So it's it's just like anything could happen, you know. And uh, but if, if if but I'm thinking if Pelagius, you know, uh, was in fact coming came back as Snoke, could Luke also? Because he meant, because if you think about it, Snoke was basically implying that Luke Skywalker was his equal, yeah, right? Because there's yeah, always the balance and the balance. Because Snoke does say that uh, that the dark, the light has to rise to meet the dark or something, and that's what he's referring to with with Ray and with Kylo. And so, if that's the case, then he was like, then he was immediately like, well, where is Skywalker? So implying that that's his equal. And well, if that, that's can, another part that made it so anticlimactic. Is that you killed off the two people you wanted to see face off against each exactly. other the most? What a great battle, man! God that was the battle that everybody had been anticipating. Skywalker and Snoke. Whether Fuck you yeah. saw it at eight or whether you saw it in nine, everybody wanted to see that battle. Maybe they're going to fight in spirit form in nine. I don't know, but that was that was what was so anticlimactic about it for me. Yeah, yeah it, it really was. It, it really, it really, really was. And and the thing is, I do feel that ultimately. Um, uh, that they, that I, I do feel that they need to go back and retcon a couple things, and so I think, yeah, adding in, you know, no, nobody wants them to bring back midi chlorians. Nobody wants to even hear that word. No, but right. Yeah, however, zero however, if he sits there and he's all like, you know, like all of a sudden here comes like Darth Jar Jar or something, and he's all like, Misa Jar Jar Binks, Misa midi chlorian master, you know, and then they just like they put freaking a new baby infant Snoke in a back to tank and like let him, you know, microwave overnight or something, and he just pumps up, you know, like I'm back, bitches. Let's hunt down some Skywalker, you know, and then like I could see that happening. And ultimately, here's the thing. If that happened, if they came back and did something like that, I'd be all, you know what? Still better than Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. You, you talked about uh, being a filmmaker when you when you first started off after, in college. Well, have you made any short films? Have you posted them? Uh, or, um, do I've, you wanna? Yeah, I've, uh, I've done some short films. It's been a long time. Um, it's been about eight years since I made my first feature film. Uh, which was a, uh, I'm a very big fan of point and point of view found footage films. Uh, they're my favorite genre. Hmm. And, uh, so I made this one called in search of, we shot it in San Diego in about two days. And it's, um, uh, about a guy who answers a personal ad on Craigslist. And in return, he gets a riddle and the note saying, come find me. So he tells his best friend who's my character because I'm in it. And, uh, I grab my video camera and we go off in search of this girl. And the further down the rabbit hole we get, um, we come to realize that she may or may not be alive. So Ooh. it's, uh, it, it's, it's a fun little movie. It's a, it's a fun little movie. And, uh, it's been compared to, uh, it's like clerks meets the Blair Witch Project with the splash of paranormal activity is what, uh, wow. what a producer, uh, credit. Cause I met a producer who had done like 20 films and I showed him the movie and that's, that, that was his quote. He came back with He's like, he, he really liked it. So have that, you, that have you post? Have you sent it into, into competitions? Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, no, because no one. I've tried. I went to, um, uh, oh God, what's it? Uh, AMF or whatever, or um, the film market, American film market or whatever, oh, AFM. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I went down there in 2012, and I had a bunch of copies of it, screeners that I'd made up, um, and I gave it to people, and some people watched it. I got a couple responses back saying, uh, the last response I got back was, it looked like you had a lot of fun making this with your friend. <laughs> is, that, is that supposed to be an insult and what i'm all the- like i'm all like wow Dang. fuck you <laughs> like, you know and, and then and then after that i just put it up online so uh oh. you know you can go to iso 
dash the movie.com and the whole thing's on there. You can oh, just watch it. Oh, there you it. go. Awesome. Okay. We'll check so it it's, out. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's up. Great. It's like 70, I think it's like 72 minutes long. Hmm. Um, I like it. Like I, it got, it came out right around the, We did it right around the same time. Catfish was coming out. Oh yeah. yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so there were people out there that were like, Oh, it's like catfish. I'm like, it's nothing like catfish. It's a good movie. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and I sat there and I watched catfish and then I immediately watched in search of afterward with some people. And I'm like, so which one was better? And they're like, uh, well, we're your friends. So we're going to be honest with you. Uh, yours is better. I'm like, you goddamn right. Oh, cool. But, uh, no, I, I, I like the movie. It's a lot of fun. I, I, I do watch it myself occasionally. Um, do you want to do, uh, do, do more of that? Like, are you, uh, uh yeah, yeah. Like, um, I, I have another script. Oh, there's another movie that we shot, um, a few months later that was, uh, um, uh, that was called, oh God, screenplay. And it was another found footage movie. I was working at a, at a discount movie theater in Pasadena and I wrote this uh, story about a group of kids that, that go to an abandoned movie theater and end up basically being pulled in mm. by some like there's a serial killer inside there. It's not like Saw where there's traps, but there's only so many ways in. And he's barricaded it all out and he starts hunting them down one by one. Um, and, you know, the thing is that the theater was creepy. Lots of like little back rooms. Um, it's an old playhouse from like the 1930s. So there's like crawl spaces and like secret, com- secret compartments and passageways. So I just kind of wrote this story to utilize every single room that we could use. Uh, and my boss allowed us to film it there and we shot it over the course of a week and it's never come out. I, I, I kind of had a falling out with the director and the producer, um, <laughs> after the fact. Uh, and so as far as I know, they're, they're still kind of working on it. Also, they, it, they have the footage. You don't have, they that? have all the footage. Yeah. They have all the footage. And so it's kind of like, well, you know, like one of them, uh, is an artist who does the convention circuit. He was a director uh, and producer. So like, he's not editing it. And then the editor, uh, runs a, a like a, basically, a, a grip business. So then he's always off doing stuff. And I think they just kind of moved on from it, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. Cause I'd, I'd like to see an assembly cut at least one day, you know, cause we went out, we spent couple thousand bucks we shot the thing for for you know really 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 cheap and we had you know good actors and uh, good effects and it'd be fun to see but unfortunately uh i don't think it's ever gonna see the light of day hey matt i'm I'm, i want to apologize i've my voice has been going since we started the show and so i've been struggling i have not been my 100 percent uh in in interviewer so i do apologize i don't know it's all it's it's all right tell if if my voice is uh is cracking but we want to thank you and i'd love to have you back on sometime if you're if you're able and willing and and uh, we haven't scared you off we talk more about movies uh and and maybe less about the drama and we can talk more movies (laughs) next time more about your movies it's all good man i i appreciate you guys having me on and i really appreciate the opportunity to come talk with you now is that your real no you're are you really you're no don't dox him don't dox him okay Monday, Matt. <laughs> no, my, my name my name is Matt Jarbo. Uh, that's out there. Oh, okay. okay. I, 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 I put it out there, um, you know, and so, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's 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 out there. It's fine. Monday, Matt. Matt Jarbo. If I said, if I'm pronouncing that right. Jar, Jarbo. Jarbo? Yeah. Oh. We want to thank you for joining us on the, in the Thunder Pop Dome. Thank and, you, sir. And uh, I'm going to get some herbal tea, and then we're going to try to finish the show. Matt Thank you again. Thank and, you, sir. And, and please, I uh, would love to have you back uh, uh, sometime soon. Yeah, if you ever make it to Austin and South by, definitely look us up as well. Yeah. And I want to, I want to prove to you, I want to, you've been to the wrong Tex-Mex places. <laughs> <laughs> well, come out to Comic Con and then we'll go have some. Oh good Mexican God, food. I would love to. Oh, so, okay. We got a California mm, versus Texas Mexican food challenge. That's how this works. That's how this battle. I'll, awesome. I'll take, I'll take that battle challenge. <laughs> All right. Hey, Matt. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye bye.
Bye-bye. Cool. Man, I, I'm going to go get some herbal tea. My voice is shot. Okay, we'll be right back. I'm a little leprechaun dressed in green. The tiniest man that you have seen. If you ever catch me, so it's told. I'll give you my big pot of gold. I'm a little leprechaun, imagine that. With my little green boots and my big green hat. At the end of the rainbow, so it's told. You will find my pot of gold. Fuck, man. Oh, man, that was such a great interview. It was so good. But, I mean, I was so done. My voice was so done. So I I want to apologize to Monday Matt that I couldn't give him uh, more justice than I did as as an interviewer. But... Uh, I kind of let you guys go for a while, which you did great. You picked mm-hmm. up, you kind of picked it up and, and ran. Yeah, you weren't it. as you weren't Gabby as much. I was like, what's going on? Yeah, over no, there? my voice was was gone. Um, yeah, I wasn't trying to dominate the conversation as much as, <laughs> as no. Um, yeah, I didn't want to get too much into it either. I wanted him to talk because I I, I like the idea of picking into their like their film history. Like he talked about doing films in the past. Like, oh, well, yeah. well, let's talk about that because you don't get to hear that. You don't get to see that in his in his YouTube videos. You know, not that I've seen the older ones. Mm-hmm. When he talks about movies, so this guy likes movies. He had to make movies. He had wanted to make movies. Yeah. So I figured, okay, there it is, right there. No, I, I admire his passion. He still has that yeah. passion for the films, and, and uh, it was a great interview, man. I, that was I awesome, hope, yeah. hope he, yeah, we can hope we can get him back on uh, mm-hmm. sometime in the near future. We talk more movies and and less of the drama. We got into the drama today. Yeah, real quick, light, but we didn't get a whole lot into yeah. it because it's it, it's better, like you said, to go go positive, go truth, and instead of nastiness ugliness you know the story was that he shit all over the fucking bathroom <laughs> i'm serious that story comes from a very reliable what source. i heard was a very reliable source that was that was heavily stoned when he told me the story what had happened was when he was heavily stoned this guy told me that story okay oh man now speaking of being needing to be heavily stoned mm-hmm. the next segment we like to call feed the reed feed the reed shit here comes a heartburn on this Feed the Read episode, the segment rather, it's an update on the Peter Mayhew Chewbacca. You, oh, okay. I, I was like, how do you how do you come up with subjects to give me heartburn? It's a little update. Those of you that follow that follow the show, that listen to episode one. You three, the, you three go, people out there, go back. Yeah, the three of you, <laughs> the trio. You go back, but we're up now for our numbers. We went from two to one. We went from two to three. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we had two viewers, listeners. Listeners. Yeah. Now we have three viewers. Yeah, we got three listeners. We're going. We're, 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 do we Woo. get a badge for that? A button? A new like a plaque? We can just sit in silence and enjoy the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. It's not a hundred thousand subscriber moment. <laughs> okay. Damn. So those of you that remember and, and listen to the first episode, they know the story about the time Reed Charles mm-hmm. was dissed by Peter Mayhew. Big times. At at a show. This is at a, at a, this, at a convention. Yeah, I think it, I think it was in uh, your episode sixty I did with you. I talked about how I, I got a picture. I found it. I was like, oh my god, there's a picture when he broke my heart, and there it is. So Reed has actual photo. The moment, yeah, the moment happened. Peter Mayhew broke Reed Charles' heart. <laughs> this is this is Peter Mayhew. There you see the girl, aka Chewbacca. 
You see the girl he looked at? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take, oh, a, I'm gonna take a picture of this with Reed holding this, and we're gonna put this on the, on the. No, on the, man, I want, want to do that on the Facebook page, and I'll, I'll write what this was indicating oh, the time God. that this happened. But yeah. So anyway, long story short, people that maybe didn't know the story, yeah, you want to reset that? Uh, we made a real quick story about how yeah. it, I had a comic book, and it had, was the Chewbacca one, uh, expanded universe, and I had the hardback cover, right? The, paperback and i was in denton uh dallas north of dallas and it was a star wars convention and I, and I happened to have that comic book i had Darth vader and Darth maul comics too i had them sign them <coughs> and i so i was like oh, that's chewbacca and i went up to him and i had him sign a book and and he, i'd pay him 20 dollars like a chump and he signed it and i asked him, i was really sorry your character died And didn't respond, didn't look didn't look up at me or anything. And I was like, shit, what did I do wrong? And then I walked away. Do you think there's a chance, I never thought about this, that, that he doesn't even know what the hell you're talking about with the comic books, that he doesn't follow? Probably, no, I think he knew. And I think it was years later I said, oh, shit, you know what? Maybe that's the reason why he was being Because you're, you're, you're referencing the fact that they killed Chewbacca. In the comic? In the original Legends yes, comics. Yes, yeah. In the EU, yeah. In the EU, yeah. And maybe that pissed him off, and that's the reason why he was you know, being a dick to me. Or just not, not being a dick, he just ignored me like I wasn't You were there. trying to pay him homage. He saw my $20. He saw that. Well, he, yeah. He saw yeah. that. Um, yeah. But he didn't look to me. He didn't look at me like with those puppy dog eyes. Yeah. And as soon as I backed up, I took a picture. <laughs> I took a picture, and then this girl walks up. You can see her, barely see her. Yeah, you see the corner of her, her head. And he goes, oh, hello. Oh, hello. She had nice, she had, she had some. She had some racks. She had some racks. And, and, and he seemed to be oh, hello. enthusiastic about yeah. the racks. And I was like, why did he talk to me like that? And I just started crying, and, and I walked away and went to the car. I rented, and then I cried. There's I'm a crying. date under here. Yeah, it's May, May 18th, 2002. That's this, when was, I, this was years ago. That's when I was crying. I was crying. Wow! I and cried. You, I cried that day. I see a teardrop on the photo that probably dripped on your on your lens on your lens of your camera. <laughs> yeah, it happened. Oh man! So there it is. There's a picture. Son of a bitch. We're gonna get. We're gonna get this in a picture. Of you holding the picture. No, I'm not gonna do that. So yeah, Reed Charles was was dissed by Peter Mayhew Big times. over a girl because he was more enthused, oh, enthused with her boobage. Yeah, she was. She was and, pretty hot. And he kind of ditched Reed. Would you, if you had been Peter Mayhew, would you have ditched you over that girl and her boobies? Oh, yeah, in a heartbeat. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so we established that. Finally, we established that. I had to ask the hard question. <laughs> <laughs> I would have done the exact same thing. Can Fuck you, off, can you nerd. Still, can you still understand anything I'm saying, even yeah, though I'm hoarse? I can hear you. you can still, I might sound better. You sound like a DJ. I sound like a DJ, like Wolfman, Wolfman Jack here, and bringing <laughs> you. It does sound. Do you like remember it. Wolfman Jack? Yeah. Wolfman Jack. He was on like uh, Battlestar Galactica or Galactica uh, when they made the 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 spinoff to Battlestar Galactica, where they were on Earth. Oh yeah, he had an episode. That's he right, did he did. All, he did an episode. Yeah. Wolfman Jack here, bringing you the best hits of the seventies for your fine asses. Oh, so do you know what TMZ stands for? Oh yeah, you told me before we started the show. I've got a. Do a you T- know what it's down? I got a TMZ story for you. I think I read it one time and and I just somehow forgot. It's thirty mile zone. The 30, T- thirty thirty mile zone is That's that a, like what is that supposed to mean? Well, there's a if you look up thirty mile zone, TMZ. Mm-hmm. There's an intersection somewhere in central Los Angeles. Uh-huh. From that intersection, thirty miles around. Circumference, right? Circumference? Radius? I forget. Whatever. Yeah. I forget. Math. 
bad at algebra. And that's that's uh, where they do movies, and you're ba- you're paid on a certain scale within that zone. Anything outside that zone, the pay changes. Oh. That's what TMZ stands for. There's a guy on YouTube that did a video on that. It was really cool. That's it. And Reed's mentioning that because I I do I do some TMZ sometimes. And I was gonna tell you too. I've been on 23 of your episodes. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, that's a lot of episodes. I didn't realize it had been that many. And I, that means I'm on like you have 64 now. Today 64. Yeah. I've been on 35.93 of your episodes. That's pretty that's, more than one third. Yeah. That's I I can't thank you enough. But you know what? They're not my episodes. They're our episodes. Oh. You're part of that. No. <laughs> we're having we're having a moment, aren't we? Oh. We're having kind of a moment here. And I feel so bad that Chewbacca broke my heart. We're having kind of a well. You know that the show that you watch the marijuana story. Well, <laughs> you got me all this Wolf Wolfman Jack. Yeah, put, if you could find that, it'd be pretty cool. Wolfman Jack. I was trying to find the clip of him on on Galactica. It was Galactica. Yeah, Galactica. Galactica. What was the show called? Galactica. Oh, Eighty was it? Eighty Galactic eighty. 1980? Had to be in the 80s because I remember I was a kid watching it. Was a, it was a spinoff of the original battle. Yeah, there it is. Wolfgang. No, no. That's the 2015. Okay, here it is. Oh, Galactica 1980. Okay, yeah. Do you remember Galactica 1980? Oh, yeah. You know that was a spinoff of Battlestar Galactica where Starbuck mm-hmm. and... Um, they go to Earth. They go to Earth. Well, they find Earth. They find Earth. Yeah, and it's in the 1980s. And they're in the 1980s. Yeah. Here, here's that clip. Let's see. They got full episodes on YouTube right now. That you can watch that illegal, illegal, illegal. Watch them quick before they're all before they're you down. Feel dirty watching it, and it's like it feels so good. Okay, here's let's see. Put in Wolfman Jack of Alistair Galactica. I tried to get it, but it wasn't coming up. Wolf, Wolfgang, the, the Wolfman Jack. Oh, I put in Wolfgang. Oh, here it is. That's the trailer. That's the opening. Jesus, three minutes and fifteen second trailer. The planet Earth is the third. No, eight planets. You got it wrong, dummy. <laughs> it's eight planets. Fucking sidelines. Oh, the disco, too. That's uh, the Brady Bunch guy. There's a Brady Bunch there, too. These hoodlums, as you call them, are Cylons. You know why they made that show? No. Why, why they did this? <clears throat> the network didn't want to pay for Battlestar Galactic anymore. They said it was too expensive, mm-hmm. the series. So they, they were trying. But the show had good ratings. But they were being cheap. They didn't want to pay for the sci- sci-fi show. AMC, Walking Dead. So what they did was, yeah, exactly. So what they did was they said, okay, we can, we can do a different, we can do a spinoff that's based off of Battlestar Galactica, but it would be set on Earth and it was it would be cheaper to produce, way cheaper, yeah. way cheaper to produce, and that's why they did this show. And then it was kind of a, it didn't really do as well as Battlestar Galactica, as mm-hmm. the original. It was kind of a okay. Let's try Wolfman. It's Wolfman Jack. Yeah, Wolfman Jack. Wolfman Jack coming at you on Galactica 1980. Wolfman Jack. He only on. he only came out like in one. He was on. It was guest star on one episode. Yeah. Oh, here it is. No, this is Wolfman Jack and Arby's. Put in, put in Battlestar Galactica. Galactica. Is it Galactica? It was called Galactica 1980. Oh. They had the flying bikes, too. Remember the flying bikes on Galactica? Oh. Dude, this is, I was like under 10 years old watching this shit. I was like nine. Oh, I love the show. I always liked the fighters, man. Those fighters are like the coolest thing. Wow. 
Oh, look at that fucking bike. There was their bikes. That's awesome. Their helmets kind of was like Egyptian almost. Yeah. Style. The pharaoh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, the, the sphinx. Yeah, it looked like the sphinx. Mm-hmm. How, how are they going to camouflage it? They're going to... They're going to hide the jets? They're going to hide the fighters? I don't know how they... I can't remember how they did that. They disappear? Like, they put them in a disappearing mode? Wait a minute. <clears throat> they don't have cloaking? What, how do they... Hey, that wasn't in Battlestar Galactica. I just hope no one comes running across that field and bumps into that thing. Mm-hmm. Sure would get a surprise. Well, next stop, Dr. Mortensen. They look like chips. Yeah, they look like, like, like sci-fi chips. Yeah. That's kind of you know what's funny is that there now there's going to be yet another Battlestar Galactica reboot in the works. A reboot, another reboot, but this time <sighs> it's going to be people, man. this time supposedly it's a movie like for the big screen. This this oh, Jesus Christ, man! I'm so I'm so sick of this fucking reboot. You know you know what you know what I've been doing? I've been going back in time and just basically not physically, but. Just looking at history. If you've been going back in time, that's a big story, and I can't believe you've been holding that no, out. I'm not, on gonna, me. I'm not gonna talk about that. Breaking news up in this place. No, that that we need to talk <laughs> about. That's that's podcast material. I'm not gonna talk about me traveling back in time. Uh-uh. So, so we promised some that's South just... by Southwest stuff because oh. this week is is the start of South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. The interactive's been going on. Film is underway. Music's just around the corner. Don't want to go there, man. It's a fucking madhouse. It's a madhouse. It's but madhouse. I was there today. It's probably why I don't have my voice. It's probably why my voice. It's called festival uh, illness when you lose your voice. Screaming and like, Scre- a, little, like a girl. Yeah, screaming. <laughs> yeah. Like look, yeah. But Reed Charles, <laughs> feed the reed. I little, volunteer. Well, I used, used to, to volunteer for South by yeah, Southwest. Yeah, I volunteered for South by for about ten years. There was only one time. You were heavily entrenched in the in the yeah. whole scene. I originally was with Conference Access, and then eventually, for a couple years of that, went to Secret Service, mm-hmm. and then eventually that was to your shows. job. That was your job. Yeah, Secret Service was different. What Secret Service? It was South by Secret Service. Basically, what we did was we provided snitch. No, snitch. no. We basically red flags. See, when whenever the badge looked really cool because we had. Secret Service under our name, and yeah. no one knew what the fuck that was. It sounded cool, but what it really was is basically fancy, fancy VIP, <laughs> VIP uh, shuttling. That's all we did. Oh, okay. And then later, I got to went to shuttles later on. Okay. But uh, the coolest story that I have of being part of Secret, uh, Secret Service right when I was there mm-hmm. was that we would try uh, bring people to. One location to the other, mm-hmm. and it would go straight to the front door, and, and you, get right you would in. get to escort some big name star, yeah. stars of the day. And so I had to escort the director of Super Jaime back, Ron Jeremy. No, okay. Super <laughs> Super Jaime, the director. Uh-huh. Um, I was going to give him a, a direct escort for pretty much from the uh, convention center straight to the airport. Now, were these prostitutes? Uh, no, pre- no, there's you no, said, no you don't said, say that because you said direct escort. No, I'm the escort to take them to the airport. Oh, okay. And so while we were getting ready... You weren't ready, providing prostitutes no. for, the, for now, these Now, there is stories stars. about that, but we're not going to talk oh, about that. Oh, boy. That's the, that's the stuff we want to get that, into. That is part of Secret Service that I can never talk about. Okay. Okay, so... <laughs> He'll never... I'll never tell. <coughs> I'll never so, tell. So I, I was taken to the air, on the way to the airport, and he goes... I just, Hey, my name is Reed. I'm, I'm your escort to the airport. Um, is there any baggage you need to take on? You know, I have a stuff. glass of water. I'm getting my swagger back. And it, and I put her, all this stuff in the, in the vehicle, and we're taking off. And then about fucking quarter of the way to the airport, he goes, Hey, Reed? And I go, Yes, sir? And he goes, uh, And he has a fucking pipe and a bag of weed in his hand. And he goes, I got this, and, I, and I'm afraid to take us on the airplane. 
He, right, rightfully so. And it's and he, he goes, can go, he, he can, can go take straight care to this? jail. I was, I was, I just, my fucking pucker factor. This fucking holy shit! This guy's got a bag of weed and fucking and like, god damn it! I don't like that shit. I was well, like, oh, oh, okay, sir. I'll take care of that. And I, I got the weed, the weed pipe and the weed bag of weed, and I pulled the gun compartment. Now I'll get rid of it for you, sir. And I put it in the gun compartment. And from then on, was like blinkers, going to speed limit, standing on your lane, all the way to the airport. Oh I was gosh. straight as an arrow. You do not want because I was terrified. Over. That's terrifying. Holy shit! And so I got to the airport, dropped him off. That's uh, going beyond the call of duty as a as yeah, an escort. I'm taking care of what of him. He has he has nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. I will take care of that. And I got the bags off and everything. Give me five bucks, I guess, in case I had the munchies later on or something. So what did you do? Did you smoke it? Well, I'm not, no. Uh, I, then I drove home. Uh, you gave it to <laughs> you gave it to our friend Kevin. I went straight. I went from straight trip, to Kevin's the air, house. No, I went from the airport. Went straight home. <laughs> dropped that shit off because I was gonna throw it away. Mm-hmm. I don't want to litter. Somebody wants that. I don't want to litter. You know. Right. So I took the Somebody I took the it. pipe and the bag of weed to my house and left it there. And I was like. Oh, Okay, made it you, home. You were relieved. You got home. I was relieved, and I went and I went back down downtown, and I talked to my supervisor. You don't know what the fuck just happened to me right now. I told him the whole story. He's like, "Fuck!" And he goes, "Well, you did the right thing. Perfect." And so <laughs> that was the perfect thing to do is is get take care of it, get it done, and get back to work. And but that's the only time. That's, there's been oh, other stories too. Only, but, only if SWAT had showed up at your house, would you have? Had, yeah, I know. That reminds me. That was a question I meant to go back and ask Matt while we were talking to him. That swatting thing is fucked up. What man. happened with the swatting? Why was you know what swatting? that is, right? You know what that is? I, maybe I need clarification. Okay, on what so that is. what happens is that I'm not okay. That's what's scary about this. When you do these YouTube videos and everything, you, you people are afraid to give their full identity because if someone finds out, they'll be able to locate your location and actually pretend that they're at that address and say i'm going to kill myself i'm going to fucking sh- so I somebody shot my- somebody was setting them up right okay. and so they give that information to the police department and they come there and actually bust into the house because you have your father at gunpoint and i'm going to kill him i already killed my mom that kind of shit and they get swatted that's the problem you become a celebrity you become a star, it's, and you have to deal with some of, the, some of the stuff that goes it's into being a horrible initiation, right? Mm-hmm. So that shit happens. And so that, that's like, fuck, you know, man. That's I had a much milder level of celebrity. That's Cap- why, that's a, that's a scary but, thing. But I dealed with some drama on mm-hmm. the level I was at. Oh, and I wow. wasn't even making those millions of dollars that these guys on YouTube are making now. I don't think they're making millions. I think they're Well, millions. not millions, but several hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, they're doing well. They're, they're making well. a salary. They're mm-hmm. making a living. But... I wasn't even making a, a red penny out of Captain Badass. I did have some level of notoriety. In and town, I, yeah. And I had, I had death threats. Jesus. I had someone that let the air out of my tires in front of my house. I had stuff happen. It was it sucked because what? it's like I'm dealing with the stuff of like like celebrities when they're getting stalked, but I'm not even making their money. <laughs> what but, the fuck? So that was kind of the heartbreaker of the whole thing. But, you know, I know... On a level that's higher, mm-hmm. it gets much more severe. Like well, what you're talking about, that kind of shit probably won't happen here in Texas because everyone has guns and mm-hmm. people have cameras in their front of their house. Yeah. So anything happens, you know, someone's getting shot. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like swatting, holy shit, that's that's a they're getting better at it as far as like mm-hmm. seeing if it's bullshit or not, right. trying to vet it, right? And I, I think Texas has it, that shit squared down, locked tight. But yeah, man, it's fucked up, man. That's, of course, now we have the box bombs. The packages that, that are showing yeah, up. Yeah, if you want to talk about houses, that, because that's happened. a whole other drama that's going on. But that that adds to the to the I whole know. you know thing. There's now these you know there's going to be the the false alarms. 
Well, there's going to be that some first real- thing. The first thing I I, I knew this was going to happen is that when the the acting police chief said, "If you see anything suspicious, go ahead and give us a call." Mm-hmm. I said, "Fuck, man! You know what happened?" 150. They got bombarded with calls. 150. Because you know how many people get packages that you know in fucking Austin hundreds, on an average thousands. day. I got one myself today. And these fucking every idiot's gonna be calling. Yeah. And so there you go. Because especially the people that are paranoia, paranoia. Mm-hmm. People are gonna. Everybody's gonna be calling in. Yep. So obviously so that's my we, South by story about the helping squaring away our squaring VIPs. away. What happened to the wheat? I don't know what happened. Uh, what happened? I was talking about who who got the wheat. I, I don't know. Okay. Uh, no comment. Allegedly, all rumored, all rumored. I tar- I entirely made that story up. Storytelling here. <laughs> Storytelling. Feed the read. That whole story was made up. Okay. Also from <laughs> South by today, mm-hmm. you today at South by, mm-hmm. as we talked about during the uh, mundane Matt call. I was you, but overall the, the movies you've been in, you know, what sticks out? Well, this one was unique because it was dealing with mortality and sort of the end of of life issues. So, I mean, I wasn't young and carefree and optimistic. Um, so it was emotionally difficult. Uh, I probably Empire was the most physically uh, difficult, uh, but it's hard because I'm. I'm not a method actor in the sense that I'm, you know, uh, cranky and uh, reclusive on set. You know, I like people and I I like having fun. I like having fun. (laughs) All right. But no, it took a while because, I mean, what you have to do is you have to say, okay, that's not the way I I expected, but I like the unexpected. It's good to be pushed out of your comfort zone. It's good to force project to somewhere else in the universe without dying. Damn. No, and mm-hmm. then he's wise. So I watched 30 minutes of unedited Mark Hamill. It was no bullshit YouTube clips that were clipped together yeah. to make it. You look, saw the whole thing there. To, to, make, to make it look like one person's mm-hmm. point that they're trying to make or, or another. But for you, could you have more of that? There, there. You got more of it? I saw because you see when you're there in a room with someone. Yeah, you're paying attention. You're yeah. paying attention. You see, you get more of what's really coming from their emotions. Yeah, and their and their attitude and their and their inflections and their voice. He was well, not, remember you you you. He was not sensed, happy. He was not happy about getting killed off the way they killed him off because you sensed it. And when you were watching that, uh, uh, was it Conan? Who are you watching? You're, yeah, we. I had called it. You called it. Yeah, and I you said you said you're what you're there now. There's only air between you, and there's no TV in between you. But there's yeah. air, and you were there. You're seeing his face, and you said he's not happy. He's character. He's not happy guy. about it. No, he's Holy not. Shit. No, I consider myself to be a pretty intuitive person, and I called that when we saw him on Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert before right. before Last Jedi came out. Yeah, you called I said, it. Yeah. Watch this close. Yeah, I didn't think it was like nah. He, he's gonna die. He's gonna die. And That's so here, on the cutting room floor, <laughs> so here's more from. Here's more. This is Mark Hamill, Ryan Johnson, the producer of uh, Last Jedi. We're in attendance for an invite only panel that, that was being held at the Twitter House Shit. down on Rainy Street today, um, as it was March thirteenth. 2018. I was it sounds there. good too because you're right close. Yeah, I was. I was at a good spot. So here's more from that. That today, uh, let's see. What was Ryan? What was his idiot face response to that? Okay, here he's talking about haters on Twitter that like to uh, that troll him on Twitter, 
And uh, he's getting into a little bit of that. This is Mark Hamill once again. The next day he said, I said an apple, Hamill, an apple. You know, all caps. I'm saying, okay, stop screaming at me. But I didn't like it. You know, I don't want to really, uh, you know, sort of court the crazies. But um, no, it's just fun. I, I, I have a good time. No, uh, well, I forgot to tell you the best hate tweet is, the only thing that makes me happy is that you're old and will die soon. That's trimming the fat and just delivering pure hatred. You gotta admire that. Golly. Yeah, so there was another one there. And there, I wanna thank Twitter for putting on such a great event too. Twitter's done a great job this year at South by Southwest. Always enjoyed Okay, here here we hear from Ryan Johnson. About, always enjoyed using the internet as a conversation about, you know, uh, the stuff that we put out there. So but yeah, I was concerned just because I didn't know what the scale of this, if it was just going to suddenly make it unusable. And pleasantly, it hasn't. I've kind of found a little routine and kind of a system of filters to <laughs> to make it, uh, to have it be so it's still fun. You know? well, I think what you both do is you connect with fans and, and, the, and the general public, and I think people really appreciate that. I think that's what the beauty of Twitter, it brings you really close to somebody that you really admire and care about. So like, I think you're doing a really great job. So there he was talking about his use of social media and Ryan Johnson's very active on social media on Twitter. So he, he had said that he was into it even before when he made his first film, social media hadn't really exploded yet. Mm-hmm. And there hadn't, there wasn't a Twitter. And when he made his first film, which was kind of a smaller film, kind of a smaller, more low budget film, Looper. He actually before Looper, wow. he had a smaller film before Looper. So when he made his first film, there was no social media yet to promote your movie. Mm-hmm. And so he made a website and had created a forum through his website that people could go on and, and post comments, and then he would go on there and chat with people on the forum. And so he was using his own like you know website mm. in a forum on his website. Remember like chat rooms? Yeah, back, like, oh, his you own know, blog, response blog. Yeah, yeah, kind of response ways to respond to blogs and stuff. So he was talking about that there, and it was kind of how that impacted him. And then, boo. I'm Major Nat and Simon Sales Team at Twitter, and I am absolutely delighted to be able to welcome to the Twitter house here at South by Southwest, Ron Bergman, producer of Star Wars The Last Jedi, Mark, uh, Mark Hamill, Newsman and Ryan Johnson, the writer and director of The Last Jedi. Welcome to the stage, guys. Um, first, Mark, congrats on the Hollywood Walk of Fame star. I'm right next to Minnie Mouse. More than not. And they spelled it correctly. Shockingly Big enough, deal. yeah. I, I, I was, uh, I'm seriously, it, it's, uh, I can't believe it actually happened. And I was there. <laughs> and I also was really amazed, because I thought, you know, the two people I want there the most would be George and Harrison. They're not going to do it. They hate all that hoopla and crowds and photographs and uh, so it meant the world to me that they came. George flew down just for that, then flew right back. Yeah, so there he's talking about George Lucas and Harrison Ford. They attended his, uh, his he's getting him getting the, the star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which just happened last week that he got oh, a star on the wow. wall. So it just happened that he finally got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And Harrison Ford, George Lucas was there, which was cool because they, they don't want to be around that shit anymore, like Star Wars. Yeah. And they had stormtroopers there. They had a, a little R2-D2. And so Hans, Harrison Ford had to be in the middle of all that again. <laughs> he was like, I thought I was done with this shit. And I'm right in the middle of it again. That's 
funny. And he's they're not getting paid to be there. They're just there because they're supporting their friend. They're there for their friend to be, you know, that he got. Yeah, but what, what, I just, I find that real fascinating how they're so, it's almost like bitter. Like they're tired of it. They're done with George it. George Lucas, yeah, Harrison Ford. Yeah, like they're bitter, tired of this shit. Like, I'm tired of this. I'm, I'm done. It's like, Mofo, this is what got you where you're at. This is, you know, this is where it all started. Mm-hmm. But they don't care. Like, no, I'm done. I've done enough. I've done my share. You know, I want to retire. I'm done. Well, Harrison Ford's probably not done acting. He's probably, no. got, I mean, well, he's not done acting. He's going to make another Indiana Jones movie. But yeah, he's kind of a, gr- a crumpy old man sometimes. <laughs> yeah, he definitely is a grumpy old man. He's yeah. funny. when He's he's funny sometimes about mm-hmm. his grumpiness. But, you know, I still I still enjoy some of his but work. But you kind of you um, understand, but... I, you know, my brother, like he always talks about actors. Like, I don't give a shit. These actors are gonna grumpy. That's their job. Like, you'd be happy you got that, you know. And that kind of thing. It's like I agree with that too. But there's some time you want to take a fucking break, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, you're always that's hey. When you started this, that's what that's what you originally, that's what you wanted. This is what you get. This is what it is. You know, I always respect these actors that chose on their own to take breaks. Like in and, and just walk away from it on their own without having they weren't forced to do it. Like it wasn't like they just started their bomb, movie started bombing and they had no choice. I don't think that's it. I, I think a lot of these like the actors you don't hear of whatever. It's because they chose not to be doing it anymore. They made enough money, two million in the bank, like living up for their lives. They're not idiots with their money. They're good. They're set. They can retire. They can do yeah. anything they want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you have, uh, and one example is is Michelle Pfeiffer. I mean, she was one of the biggest, you know, actresses in Hollywood, and she she started having kids. She just said, I, I decided I kind of mm-hmm. want to take a break and raise my kids. She's doing... Um, but she's back now. She said, I took... My kids are all grown up yeah. now. I raised my kids. Oh, they're they're in college. You know so what show? She's, she's doing movies again. She's in a, a TV show that I'm watching, uh, Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Holy hell. That's Michelle Pfeiffer, I believe. Yeah, I think that's yeah. her. She still yeah, looks great. great. Show. She still looks pretty she's good. She's fucking smoking. She's, she's, still a, she's a milf and a half. She is. No, that's, that's a gilf. It's gilf and a half, but that's a gilf great, and a half. Great gilf? You, you, you <laughs> I don't would, know. You would sign on for that great she gilf. She is fucking smoking, man. You would Pfeiffer her? Friend her. Pfeiffer. She, no, she's really, really pretty. She's man. a good-looking woman. I, I saw her. She was in the movie Mother, which was a terrible movie. Oh, which, she's in that That one? I wish I hadn't watched, but she's in it, and she's really good in it. She's one of the few parts of the movie wow. that, that I really liked. Yeah, that she's in it. Yeah, she's also, Kingdom. She's also in Murder in the Orient Express, the new version that came mm. out just months ago. She's Damn. So she's, she had this uh, two seasons with, with Animal King. I think third season is coming yeah. up soon. Uh, I haven't heard what happened with she's, that. She's rebooted things back up. Like she's, yeah, she's she's starting to work again. She's staying busy, and and uh, and it was you know by choice to. I'd like to see uh, Wesley Snipes make kind of a comeback. <laughs> I would I would like to see him get make some money uh, to pay his taxes off. Well, I'd like to see I like to see them do uh, do another Blade with him. Oh hell yeah! I think that Marvel needs to stop messing around and do another Blade. So all this crap about this uh, Black Panther is like the first black, you know, hoop superhero. What are you talking about? Blade was there way before. Well, Falcon was there before. Well, the fact that it was it was not just the black superhero was the fact that it was a predominantly black cast that surrounded the movie. That was something that was a little different. Mm -hmm. But and it was a Marvel. But yeah, we've had other black superheroes. I mean, there was yeah, like Blade was was you know was there before was pretty big movie back Uh, in the nineties. Was a Cage. Luke Cage is another one too. TV show, yeah. TV. So yeah. come on, man. Are you serious? Like, is no superhero? Yeah, superhero. Yeah, but they're but, they're like the lower ranked ones. I'm saying, but right. still, come on. Right. They had the black. Was it the Black Hornet? Was that a cartoon? That was on TV. 
Like no, no, I think part of definitely... Fat, was that part of Fat Albert. <laughs> like they had little little vignettes that came out in between Fat Albert shows. No, I don't know. It was the Black Hornet. I used to watch Fat Albert too, man. I always liked that. Wolfman Jack here, bringing you all things Black Hornet and Fat Albert tonight. We're gonna do a tribute to all the Fat Albert episodes, and now we go straight to Fat Albert, who's at his party and bash right now at downtown. Oh, he just suffered a heart attack, and he's being rushed out to the hospital. Can you tell me if he is? Uh, is he looking fly while he's being hand- t- t- taken out on that stretcher? Is he looking fly? He's always looking fly. Oh yeah, Wolfman Jack. Well, heart attack for Fat Albert and heart attack for you because here comes Kiss. Time to rock and roll. Dude, All right, that sounds pretty good. All right, I mean, yeah, I might just go into doing rock seventies uh, rock radio, especially since you have a time travel machine now. <laughs> you can take me back, and I can do some seventies rock radio. I'm learning since I've given since, since I've given up on Star Wars, Star Trek, yeah, Walking Dead, and Walking Dead, yeah. <laughs> All the things you cared about. I, all the things I cared about, they're all and, dead to me now. Yeah. I'm uh, catching up on history. Like You still have, you still have what? You still have something, right? You still have something you like to watch, right? Yeah, history, yeah. History. Well, Fear of the Walking Dead, but I'm waiting for that to come that, out. I heard that still, that show's still doing. I, I like it. It's they, haven't, better. they haven't jumped the shark yet. Not yet, no. But then now, but Walking could, Dead's not bad either. But Walking Dead could do some course correction on the stuff that you're mad about, couldn't they? Well, I, it's going to take me time to get over the death of Carl, but... It's uh, but that could even be course corrected, couldn't it? No, no, that's done. It's done. It's buried. They they can't bring him back. No, it's done. He's done. Um, but I I think the the I saw the last, actually I actually skipped that episode because mm-hmm. I don't want to watch it, and I watched the second and third episode after that, or the you know second and third. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna watch the first. I'm not gonna watch that one. We'll have we'll have to talk that talk about that in a future show. Gotta what's talk, what's going on there? Gotta talk it out. All right, for thoughts and advice to close out the show. Really simple thoughts and advice for you today. If you do a podcast and you notice your voice is going, or if you do anything that requires a sp- public speaking or opening your mouth, well, that can, that can kind of be taken the wrong way. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Drink some herbal tea and have that on ready to go throughout the show, especially when you have a big interview lined up. Have some herbal tea ready to go with some lemon and honey. Don't fuck around and be an asshole like I was in this episode 64. What do you think, Reed? Actually, that voice is actually... Voice sounds not kind of sexy. And it's actually... It's making me horny. Um, <laughs> on that note... Take my pants off! In this... <laughs> 64th episode. I'm going to usher a readout as quick as I can from this room. Oh, in this, here he goes. In this house. Now you're making me hard. Um, awkward. <laughs> that sexy, sexy voice. Listen to my voice. No. My voice. No. <laughs> no. Not, no. I'm closing my ears. I can't hear anything you're saying. I can't hear you. It's not so sexy. I can't hear anything you're saying. And I want you to start having a gay relationship. I want you to start living as a gay woman. I can't hear anything you're saying. Have a great day, hour, month, second, millisecond. And thanks for joining us on the Thunderpop Podcast. Peace. Wolfman Jack. And no agree or disagree today. Sorry. I've I've had insomnia for two days. And I was at South by. So no agree or disagree. Okay, goodbye. 
okay, I lied. Get, get out of here. Get re- go, go, get a, get, get, go. That's, that's not going to happen. Uh, Look at no. This st- stupid picture of Peter Mayhew, stupid jerk. <laughs>